When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. All right. Yeah. Hey everybody! Hey Hi. friends! We're just so we're so excited to get into it. The vibes are high today. They are very the high. Are vi- the frequencies are vibing. High vibrations. Question for you, the listener. Listener, one thing we're jamming on today, and uh, maybe you and I can jam on it for for a minute, Dean. Yeah. But I'll just put it out to the, the collective. Uh, what was a time in your life you were most open, most curious? Mm. What what does that uh, where does that take you, Dina? Oh man, most open and curious. I mean, immediately, I guess I think of like childhood. Yes, because kind of everything is a wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, so and you're you're just like a, a little sponge absorbing everything. But out, like outside of those experiences and not to like minimize those as being like not as important or not as meaningful, because I think that's where we all get this sense. And for some reason, maybe as we age, we like lose some of that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I think as an adult or whatever I am now, uh, it's usually it's usually in spaces where you're like somewhere out of your ordinary Mm -hmm. so whether that's you know uh on a trip traveling or you find yourself in maybe in between you're changing careers or jobs and you're kind of in this flex period so i think i think for me like yeah it's those moments where you're outside of your quote-unquote element Mm -hmm. and i think the last time i really embraced curiosity in like a playful sense was traveling with with a friend and we were we were just in southern california and drove the pacific coast highway which is beautiful to do and we we had plans to be in San Francisco, you know, kind of like two, almost three days later than when we were starting out. And outside of that kind of end point, nothing was set. We were like, well, should we like take a hotel here? Or should we like book one here? And we we're kind of like, well, let's just like see, see what happens, like see where we get. And it was so fun because we just hopped in the car in L.A. and started driving. And right away, like 
okay, let's just like hang in Santa Monica for a bit, like right on the pier. And it's like so touristy and whatever, but like stop number one and then cruise along and like went up, you know, the coast of Malibu and it's absolutely insane there. So just like drove up into the hills a little bit and, um, yeah, regretfully we didn't like do a run, which we should have now. Yeah, but always... thinking back, I was like, we should run up there, but didn't. It, but just like kind of pulling off and being like, hey, what's that? There's a pull out there. Let's go check it out. And just kind of having that like allowing curiosity to lead the way. And you see things differently because we weren't just driving the road to get to our destination. Mm-hmm. We were driving it to like look for distractions, look for the kind of like pull outs and the yeah places. And we found this amazing like convent. And we didn't even know if we were like allowed to go in there. We just saw this road and we're like, oh, let's see where that goes. So it was kind of like up into this like forested area away from the coast and drove up it for a little while. And it, the, the grounds were immaculate and like so stunning, the gardens and everything. And then there's this like enormous kind of like cathedral church. And there wasn't like there were people there we knew because there was other vehicles and stuff. But like we didn't see anyone. And we're like, are we allowed to be here? I don't know. And like well if we're not they'll just probably politely ask us to leave or tell us to leave so we parked wandered all around the grounds all around the gardens into like a bunch of the kind of like there's like a little prayer chapel and then the bigger kind of cathedral and we sat there and just like chatted and it was just beautiful Mm -hmm. it was like we were the only people there that's cool and you know we were probably there for i don't know like an hour or two and came back to the car and drove off and the next thing we were pulling off and finding a little coffee shop and just kind of like it, that was it was so fun just to like mm-hmm. allow the curiosity to lead us and i love that leading with curiosity I, I, my mine's kind of similar yeah like, what's uh, yours i, I might have been having this conversation with you can't even remember probably was but uh someone was saying to me that we basically have like eight to ten points of conversation that we just repeat every single day interesting like there's only really eight to ten things that we talk about okay and if you're listening like you could probably think of those eight to ten things pretty quickly and i don't want to stay in that box you know i want a hundred things that i'm curious or interested about new things every single day yeah so i think two things one committing to being the student Mm. i think when i'm learning new things i'm curious when i'm trying something that's out of my comfort zone like could be um like finn my son is um taking ice skating lessons right now and i haven't ice skated since i was 12 and hockey is one of the sports i never played so i'm not like natural on the ice so um you know i went ice skating and then i was like watching youtube videos of like how do you ice (laughs) ice skating and just like being a student you know like anytime i learn like our you know we've talked about these things like NFTs like that's something that's new to me and I'm like obsessively learning and it, it kind of like lights you up in, in a new way just learning something new yeah. and then similar to yours is travel like I, I was reflecting back to uh, my big trip with Ryan before the juice truck and uh, you know we were so curious every day because we didn't know where we were going we didn't know who we'd share breakfast lunch or dinner with yeah we literally had no destination uh, I was sharing with you before we recorded, like we'd rent a motorcycle and we'd drive eight or nine hours out on the motorcycles and Amazing. just get lost and stop whatever, where, wherever we found a point of interest or, or something that looked cool to us, we'd stop and somehow in our own amazement we were always amazed that we found our way home because right, this was before yeah. iPhones or Google Maps. <laughs> right, we were yeah, just yeah. Like, like, oh, there was that tree or we'd, 
you know, just, I think that's that road that we I drove think on. That's before. that road. <laughs> that's crazy. We get lost and somehow we get found, but just in travel, we were so curious meeting, yeah. meeting other travelers, meeting locals, uh, learning new cultures and new histories and, and, um, you know, new rituals. We just like basically live in curiosity Yeah. and there was no norm because every day was new and different. So, I mean, that's hard to have every day. So I'm thinking, how do you apply that when you're working a nine to five job or, you know, you at home, uh, kind of set with your routine and, and taking off for a year is not an option. Yeah. But I think that like student mindset, like find something that is new that you can learn. It can be simple. It could be like learn how to draw, right? you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. learn how to run 5k. We always go to running. Yeah. Well, well you know? on that, like I, I know I, recently been swimming yes and it's so fun and like i went took swimming lessons when i was a kid i'm like very comfortable swimming but yeah. i never like was yeah quote unquote a swimmer yeah where you like go to the pool and you put on the cap and the goggles and you like just go back and forth a bunch you of times. speedo guy i have like the, the listeners curious <laughs> i should post it on my instagram no yeah. um <laughs> no i have like i see this is something i learned yeah. They're called swim jammers. Swim jammers. And they're like they're like uh what we would call like running tights. Yeah. And I was like low key swimming in my district vision <laughs> or like Lululemon, yeah. Yeah. you know, like running tights for a while, but then they've got pockets, so apparently that slows you down. And they're just like not made for the chlorine, yeah. so I didn't want to yeah. like wreck them. But yeah, they're like the tights. Okay. So definitely tight. Yeah. But not I'm not not a speedo guy. Okay, not yet. Yeah, yeah, not, not yet. yet. We'll give right. it time. Never say never. Um but <laughs> but yeah. It's like so fun trying something that you're not good at and then seeing improvement, struggling, being humbled by people who are yeah. much better swimmers around you that you, you know, maybe in a very judgmental, egotistical yeah. way, you'd be like, oh, I'm like probably more fit than that person. Yeah. And then they can literally like swim circles around you. Yeah, It's so like humbling and inspiring to be like, I just, wow, like I have so much room to grow and to learn and so yeah, like that's been cool. So it could be something, it could be anything, right? It could be trying a new restaurant. It could be trying a new way of eating, right? I'm going to try to swap out. Okay, what is this tofu stuff people mm, have been cooking with recently? tofu. Yeah. And so, I mean, curiosity is all around us if we choose mm -hmm. to embrace it. And I think that's part of what makes life mm -hmm. uh, so interesting. Do you remember that movie with Jim Carrey, like the Yes Man or whatever? Oh, yeah, I do. He was like the lawyer and... You like couldn't not say yes to things. Yeah, it was a good movie. Do you have any spare change? He's like, yeah. <laughs> like I just well, that scene yeah. popped into my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so maybe challenge to myself and to everybody listening: like, how can you show up more curious in your day to day? Yeah, I know that I'm always more excited, more engaged when I am curious. Like mm. when I come home after learning something new, I just want to like share it and talk about it. And I'm like full of passion and like uh, purpose when yeah. I am more curious. So yeah. I'm going to try to kind of sit with curiosity for a little bit. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this week's pod. Well, I think that's a good, it's a good segue. I mean, no wonder we're kind of jamming on this idea as we've, we've had just had this great experience, this kind of immersive experience. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And this is a new uh, series that's going to be kind of a semi-regular quarterly yeah. thing for the A Little More Good podcast. Very excited. So Judy Brooks was with us, who's been on the pod before, and she brought with her a friend, a guest. Warren Schindler. Warren Schindler joined us as well. And so we kind of like, in some ways, turned over, turned over the reins 
as we did with our friend Jackie Kyles when she was here with Maurice Lee and um, kind of wanted to share space and, and share the podcast to do something new and different and cool. And we did it. And it was, I think it was awesome. It was, yeah, it was, I would kind of describe it as a round table immersion, mm-hmm. round table conversation. You know, Warren was our new guest and it was so great to connect and, and listen and learn from him. And uh, it felt like it was all of us participating. So like the the flow of the conversation was a little bit different than our, our usual uh, guest host kind of uh, banter. Yeah, but really cool, I think, as, as someone to be able to listen into it, like there's so many nuggets of wisdom and even like you had talked about, like seeds that I think are scattered and could be planted. And so just really encourage, you know, as you listen, this is, have have that openness or curiosity to to let things land and um you know that we we love creating positive impact and change that's that's why we want to do these conversations and so allow yourself to maybe be open to the fact that like there might be something in here for you where you can be like okay it's time to like step out in curiosity and this and allow myself to let go of these things or embrace more of this so primed yes primed for change all right so get ready immerse yourself yeah judy brooks warren schindler here we go all right all right welcome back everyone we're doing something a little bit different this week uh we've got uh four of us sitting around this round table of fun uh maybe we should take some attendance who's who's all here we got uh who's sitting next to me here Okay, well, it's me. It's Diener. I'm always here. Yeah. So let's get to the most important people. Yes. We've got with us a friend and podcast alumni already back for round two. Back for round two. And co-host today, Judy Brooks. Uh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm so excited because I've got with me Warren Schindler. <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to introduce uh, your, yeah. your guest, Judy? Well, you know, when we finished last time, you guys said to me it would be really fun to do an immersive experience. Yes kind of on the podcast and you know who is somebody from community that might want to come in and felt that they could be open and you know in vulnerability and in fun and and that was Warren and last time we talked about the the project of community that I had the the privilege of curating um, called consider and we went through some of the cards and, yes. and the contemplations and the considerations and and you would ask me, and you know, I do these immersive experiences, um, and Warren's been to a bunch of them. He's also in the bound version, the bound part of the artifact, yes. um, as a conversation, because he uh, he came to me as people often do uh, because of an invitation from somebody else, uh, and so Warren, yeah, I phoned Warren and said, "Buddy, you want to do this?" And he was in. I was in. I usually say yes when you ask me to do things. So just a, sometimes hesitantly. Just, a, just another. Who's got that influence? Just another thing that scares me. Check it. Check it off the list. Yeah. 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 yeah thanks for having me. You're welcome. So, yeah. It's good to be so, good to be with you, man. Living yeah, at your cheers. growth edge today. I love it. Oh yeah, yeah always. We're excited to explore a conversation and and like uh, Judy has mentioned, this is kind of a, a new concept for the pod, uh, having you know various co-hosts. I think this is going to be like a regular theme with Judy, where we have like 
semi regular immersion guests. So you're uh, you're the top pick, my man. All right, we got to start somewhere, guys. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So expectations are like up. Yeah. 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 I'll set a you're low bar for the next oh, no, guest. I went, I went mid bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, go on. I, is that not what you're supposed to do? I'll take oh, no, right. start low. Yeah, start yeah, low. Take okay, mid bar as a compliment, <laughs> yeah. actually. There you go. There you go. <laughs> There's your new like bio on your Instagram. Yeah. Mid bar. Or Jiller, mid bar. Yeah. <laughs> mid bar and rising. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, rising. Yeah. Wait, Hopefully. There you go. That's where you want to be. There, there yeah. we go. Like any good stock, you know? Exactly. <laughs> well, welcome. Excited to share a conversation. Uh, you know, I've never gone super deep with you. Like we've kind of been acquaintances through the juice truck. Always like a, a friendly face and a friendly smile when you come in for a smoothie. And I know you've. Uh, kind of shared some uh, professional experiences uh, with my wife in the day and she's always totally. spoken super highly of uh, you know working along your side as well so yeah she's uh, awesome we, we miss her in the building yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta get her out of the house and back into oh my the, uh... god <laughs> just kidding just kidding you can edit this right yeah. I'm going low bar low bar yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Just Zach. Yeah, you can you can sleep over. No okay. problem. <laughs> we, got a, we got a spare room for you. I've got uh, yeah permanent residence over here at Dean's house. We're just always doing the work. That's yeah. what yeah. I think. We're always doing the work. Yeah. All right. That's good. So uh, jokes aside, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into it. Maybe we can uh, we can start things off with just introducing yourself, Warren, and then we'll yeah. let Judy guide us from there. Yeah, and maybe Warren, uh, just context for what we're going to talk about is just sort of how you came into this kind of um, of experience uh, in terms of totally. us working with each other and 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 how we met. Yeah, for sure, how we met, our origin story. Uh, so, yeah, so my, my name's Warren. I um, run a, uh, a fashion showroom in Vancouver, and I've been doing that for about 16 years. It was a, a family business that I kind of found my way into unexpectedly. Um, and operating the business for, for quite a while and kind of going through the motions. Um, during that time, I started up a charity with uh, a friend, a group of friends called Give a Damn Vancouver. It was 100 men who give a damn, and then we migrated over to Give a Damn Vancouver and made it a little bit more inclusive. And um, during that time after, you know, I got, I got a lot out of the events. Um, it was, you know, bar none, my favorite thing I was doing. And after one of the events, I was talking to Marty, who's a founder and, and a, a friend of Jude and I's. And I said to him, like, you know, I think I'm just going to close my business. I, I don't get nearly as much out of it as I do out of this. And he was kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, well, pump the brakes a little bit here. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you talk to my friend Judy? Pretty much no other context. So I got to get on a call with Judy and talked to her for probably half an hour, 20 minutes of it, me rambling about my business. I thought I was gonna get some help maybe with turning my numbers around or I don't know what. And at the end of the conversation, Judy asked me when the last time I felt really happy was. And uh, it stopped me in my tracks pretty quick. And um, I couldn't really remember. Like I knew times, but I couldn't really think of a specific moment. And it was pretty startling. and then we met for a coffee soon after that. Actually, you came up to the table, Zach, when we were there. Oh, no. And that way. was the first It'd time I had met you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, oh, hey, hey, hey. I was like, oh, you guys know each other. She's like, oh, of course you know him. And then, and then, uh, yeah. And then it was, it was immersion number one. And, 
and, and, a, and a whole lot of change to follow. Yeah. And I think Warren has been to like four immersions. He was also on the like glacier climb experience that we did. Oh, so cool. He also went to my Nemo. Immersion. He also, also went to Nemo. <laughs> so he's, uh, yeah, he's really, he's taken, you know, kind of his own inquiry and his own reflection in, and he's continued to weave them through his life and make sure that he's got like these, so I kind of almost look at them as touchstones where he kind of comes in to a group of people, yeah. sometimes just men, sometimes men and women, and, and has these like continuous conversation and continuous inquiry. And one of the things that was, um, two things um, that I always think when I think of Warren will three, Number one, if you were here in person, you would know that Warren has the most beautiful eyelashes in the world. <laughs> They're, They're amazing. <laughs> I can remember. It's actually become a bit of a community uh, conversation. Um, that was number one. Um, Warren is this like deep soul, you know, and right away I just saw him and I saw that light and I recognized at that point what I experienced was that there was like a little bit of armoring or shading or guarding. Um, and he said to me when we met for coffee, he said, well, I I'm going to come probably, but it's not going to be about my personal journey. It's going to be about work because they're different. And I said to him, that's cute that you think so. <laughs> Sure. Um, and really, when Warren left, um, at that time, he was uh, he was struggling with a bit with some health things, I would say. Yeah. And the next time I saw him, and this is what I like about Warren, he quietly does stuff. Like, he doesn't make a lot of fuss about it. He had lost, like, I don't know, next time I saw him, he had lost probably 50 pounds. It yeah. was crazy. And then I went to a give-a-damn um, event and with, you know, both Marty, his done some emergent work and with Warren and I met Warren's like crazy freaking so much fun mom and she looked at me and she burst into tears and she's like you saved my son's life Aww. which was she is slightly dramatic, she's very dramatic. <laughs> but I think the thing was that what I know as being a mom is there's nothing better than seeing your kids even if they're adult kids thrive mm -hmm. and and actually coming back to who they are yeah. and that's what I think really happens yeah i don't think you become a new you i think you go back to who you really are yeah when totally. you do self-inquiry work absolutely yeah yeah, yeah the, the first immersion i went into um with absolutely zero context and and i um i've, I've told you this before i i got i booked a ferry home the first night we we're we we're on one of the islands yeah. and i was like i don't know what i'm getting into <laughs> i don't know who these people are and what this is about so i'm gonna get a reservation so i can just book it out of there if i need to um you know, I was I was sold that I was going to see it through um, after the first hour or so sitting down, you know, partially um, having trust and, and faith in what Jude was doing, trying to understand it. And then also like a really great community of guys that were there with us. And I think, you know, that's always with all the, the trips and all the work that we've done. The community is so, so massive to me. Mm -hmm. um, so we so we did the three days and I kind of left and I, I didn't know if it. I was like, if I don't think it, it worked. worked. <laughs> it, yeah. it didn't work. I was like, I don't think it when worked. When I look against the outcome checklist, yeah, I'm unsure like, whether I've I don't achieved know. all that of those like, things. Yeah, yeah that, that was really hard. And I don't think I've ever had to like think or talk about myself so much. And uh, I, I just don't know if it worked. And then um, at the time when I had gone there, I was uh, battling with some depression. 
and it put on put on over 100 pounds in like probably two years and I used to be really active and I just kind of stopped I was working I was in a bad cycle um and then you know left there proceeded to lose about 110 pounds in five months and uh and get the kind of like light back in my my life Mm -hmm. um so I was kind of like okay maybe this works but this is (laughs) also funny because we're in every time has a, a bit of skeptical when he leaves. He's like, yeah. good, but you know, who knows? Like the last time he left, he was like, good knows. And then he comes up to me, he goes, who knew breathing was important? Remember, like he's an athlete. And then he's like, who knew that your body could carry energy? Like every time he drops something and then he'll quietly say to me, yeah, I've been doing the breathing work. And I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. So I think that often when we're not paying attention, we don't see yeah. the shifts unless mm. they're reflected back to us from somebody yeah. else. Mm-hmm. Totally. So. Can, totally. Can I ask a question about yeah. some of the shifts that happen? For sure. One, one of the themes that we often talk about is mood follows action. And just hearing that, uh, you know, you went to this immersion experience and you know, like, I'm not sure if it worked. And then you proceeded to lose 110 pounds and kind of shift out of, uh, you know, a state of depression. So like, what were, what were the actionable steps that you took to shift your mood? Um, it wasn't, I don't know how much of it was like conscious from my first immersion. I think it was very, it was very subconscious. I did the normal things. I stopped drinking. I started eating clean. I started exercising like no shock at all. Mm -hmm. My body was like, thank you. And it just kind of happened really naturally. Um, The work and the learnings from there, which like you'll probably hear me say a lot today, I find really hard. Um, It's not something that... Wrong guest. Bought another one. (laughs) (laughs) New guest, new guest. Let let me add, uh, very rewarding. (laughs) But um, but, but, but quite, you know, quite, quite difficult. So, so when I left, it was, it was more of a like, okay, well, let's, let's get myself back physically because I know that that affects me mentally so Mm -hmm. much and then it becomes you know after whatever that threshold is three weeks two months whatever it is for you it becomes um it's like a you know it's a snowball Mm -hmm. effect and um it's it's you know it's like addictive to to wake up feeling good and feeling better and and be inspired and and be working towards something that's not just the Mm. kind of the slug Mm. of what I was doing before and it's so funny because I would say in this case that mood followed action and the action was taking pause mm-hmm. like I, I i think that these ideas of stepping into an immersion whether it's work in the community that we do or other the idea of actually taking pause and once you sort of put the mirror up to yourself whether it's blatant or you've just walked past it in a number of conversations like back to consideration now that you know what will you do and I think that's it was a moment of knowing both the first conversation or when have you when was the last time you were happy the second one of this sort of dissolving the your your way of thinking that work and personal were separate yeah that you know the I, I and, and then of course it's like Work and personal are not separate. They're because you're all one person. And then now we've got two. He actually understands that his breathing's got something to do with his body too. So we're like sl- freaking sl- nailing it. Yeah. yeah, no, all these things, all of these. So I would say that mood followed the pause. I mean, mm-hmm. and while for me, it always feels like, no, that's not true. I was going to say, I think I always recognize that when a group of people choose to step into any experience that we do together, whether it's an immersion or an adventure, 
that there is um it's brave mm-hmm. even when you know each other well it's still brave it's takes some bravery on my part mm-hmm. so yeah. of course it does on everyone else's i always have an, a mo- moment during any of those where i'm like just like i do in my real work of advisory and board where i'm like oh my god this is not working <laughs> and then you know you just let source you let freaking the process do what mm-hmm. it's doing and you let people do what they do mm. and so i think that's what i've seen i mean for me what i watch with lauren i mean obviously to see physical transformation like that is pretty awesome and it's rewarding it's like oh yeah great i get to be adjunct <laughs> adjacent to that kind of transformation but you know we came together to see you guys in the car and what always happens when i spend time with somebody like warren like you guys where someone's prepared to pause and have different conversation and be open and vulnerable and be big thinking is the the whole vibration the frequency just changes mm-hmm, and yeah. i leave feeling like I can accomplish and I can do, and I'm not being busy do, I can be in different conversation. What if I can have an effect on, you know, somebody crossing the street Yeah, just by my frequency? Yeah. I think that's pretty important. Definitely. Yeah. So that's Warren for me. (laughs) I love it. I love that. He's high vibe frequency. (laughs) Yeah. Like the high vibes. I'll take that. But it's amazing too. Like you think, you know, a lot of people, professionals, that are established and have been doing things for a long time or are like young and up and coming, seeing themselves in a trajectory often like neglect themselves. We, we forget that we're our greatest asset. And so we pour ourselves into our work, whatever that might be, whatever that might look like at like the expense of ourselves. And if no one allows us or invites us to pause and ask some questions, gives us some considerations of like, well, what if it was different? Or when was the last time you were truly happy? And you kind of put the brakes, like that's an arresting question, right? To be like, wait. And if you can't immediately think of, you know, within the last day or week, certainly of like, no, I really felt fulfilled and happy and, you know, purposeful. That's like. Or just even present. I mean, I was thinking a lot because if you, you know, when you look in sort of to, Buddhist philosophy is ultimately, as you transcend, you let go of even of the idea of purpose because purpose is an attachment. Mm. But so what is there? There is just pure presence. And that's why there's this connection to breath because all breath is, is pure presence. Right now. It's right now. Um, The other thing that I do, you're so, I, I agree with you. And I'll, again, gently push on the words around it is I do think we... I think we are we need to be responsible and accountable. We talked about this before to our energy, and the only reason I think we exist is in service of others. Mm-hmm. But to serve others, we have to be our mm-hmm. best and healthier. Best is even the wrong word. We have to be in our highest vibration and frequency and be aware of that. Yeah, and I, th- I think that like the sort of when when you're whatever it may be, building a business, training for something, even in even in intimate relationship, like we we can wear suffering as a badge. Mm-hmm. You know, I was kind of proud um, to be able to like, just put my head down and do stuff. Um, maybe not thinking nearly as much about myself as I should have, but, and that's probably comes from, you know, a long growing up a, 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 from a kid. Um, 
I always admire the people that we could like work hard and seem to go through the tough times and find success. Um, but it takes somebody kind of maybe pointing, pointing at it or showing you that there's, there's other ways to, there's a lot more fun ways to get there too. Right. <laughs> more yeah. pleasurable yeah. ways to get there as well. It's not necessary. It doesn't all have to be hard and scratchy yeah. and awful. And Orin and I were having this conversation coming over because we were talking about what happens when you're in conversation, when someone says something that um, is in opposition of your values or in opposition of what you deem as kindness in the world. Mm -hmm. So something oppressive or, um, you know, maybe even slurred, you know? And I think when we had this conversation some time ago, your feeling might be anger, but I said, you know, all I do is lean over and go, oh, you're not allowed to say that anymore. You know, like if we can actually bring, we're not trying to shame each other. We're not trying to close down each other, but we can't not acknowledge what's happening in front of us. Right. Because whether that's the environment or consumerism or capitalism, uh, you know, of which I enjoy a lot of, agreed, (laughs) but are any of those things or relationships, intimate relationships, if we don't change the conversation, then we don't change the outcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That that's and and that's sort of like what I see for myself as like a little bit of a next step is it's it's becoming easier to have these types of conversations in community that is kind of a safe place to have them and it's how do I um, how do we you know get get that same idea and message out to people that maybe aren't I don't know as as comfortable with the language or comfortable with the ideas um, without coming across like you're maybe being aggressive or I don't know with lightness yeah with with lightness lightness. and and kindness and but you know I I think it is that that it's funny I'm thinking about this with you do you remember Mm -hmm. this conversation you and I had early early back do you remember (laughs) which one (laughs) which one the the conversation about your feelings around how important plant-based was Mm, and this was maybe 10 years ago and you were like I was angry. You were angry and you wanted <laughs> yeah. to go out with anger. Yeah. And I, it's not that I, I'm not yeah. saying that's never appropriate, yeah, but yeah. when you look at Zach, can you imagine? Well, yeah. first of all, <laughs> there was this niggle in you yeah. that anger mm-hmm. was something that didn't, you haven't, you've seen it not serve you in other oh, yeah. areas. 100%. So you wanted to ignite the very thing yes. that you, that actually I think it was a pattern and it, yeah. it, it didn't serve you and it didn't serve others. Or the and, message yeah. that I was trying to share. And remember I said to you, I was like, what about if it was exactly the same message, yeah. but it was with invitation? Yeah. And I mean, I look at what Juice Truck's done. I look what's yes. Zach, what you've done at, you know, like you are, I consider you a major influencer in plant-based in our community, if mm-hmm. not in BC and if not in Canada. But the reason people are drawn to you, I believe, is because that you do it with this invitation and this lightness. Hundred percent. And so I'm so glad you didn't go down the mean, horrible. Oh, road I can't imagine that. Oh, that was. Oh no, like, he was. Terrifying. Yeah. I mean, Dean knows this, and Judy knows this. Like, I had to overcome a lot of anger in my like earlier years, and it's still something that like it's like my ugly side that shows up. And I think like when I was. Earlier on in my vegan path, I was really righteous and um, just maybe like uh, the way I was communicating things was not invitational. It was like preachy, talking down, maybe better than. And it was like no way to like to open a door or to invite somebody into an experience if you're like 
conveying that message with anger and ego and entitlement. And I think that is something that I've shifted a lot. And like my general outlook on veganism, you know, I'm a very proud uh, vegan and I like to kind of share that message, but I no longer do it with a perspective that I'm right. I just share what I know. And if others choose to adapt it, then, you know, that excites me. Or if it plants some seed of curiosity, that excites me, but I'm not here to like, pass judgment or tell others how to live and that's so beautiful because the idea you know i I wouldn't want people to think that there isn't a time for an expression of anger right you just nailed it i think that when anger doesn't serve Mm -hmm. is when it's it is mixed with um judgment ego righteousness self-righteousness i am right and if if i'm right then you have to be wrong it's a very Close-minded. Yeah. Me, you, yeah. us, yeah. them. Stance. Yeah, it invites no conversation. Yeah, it invites yeah. no conversation. Yeah. Totally, and it and no learning, no curiosity, no mm-hmm. learning of self. Totally. You know, none. So yes, yeah, yeah I, I remember that conversation now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I always like when I say, Do, "What you remember that conversation?" He's like, "Which one?" <laughs> <laughs> Which <Uh-oh>. one? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Maybe try it like this. Yeah. <laughs> but it. I. But I think lightness is like such an important message because if you're leading with a serious tone all the time, it's, I think if you can bring fun into anything and sometimes you can't, like some things are just serious yeah. and um, it needs to have that tone to convey the importance of, of that, of that message. But I think with many things, with our businesses, with communicating like the vegan path or whatever, like if you can do it with fun and lightness, like mm-hmm. it's just so much more inclusive and welcoming, like. Th- and people are drawn to that energy. Yes. Yeah. Going back totally. to what you're talking about. Yeah. Drawn to Fre- that energy. That high vibe or that frequency. Yeah. Um, but even anger, right? Like anger is something that can serve and can serve us and others. But I think we we sometimes use it as a, like we can allow it to kind of offset our actions. Yes. Totally. Say, oh, well, I only did that because I was angry. Right. Exactly. And rather than or being in choice, yeah, and yeah. saying like, That's oh, I was angry so it motivated me to act this way. We say, yes. well, it's not my fault. Like, I, I wasn't wasn't in control because I had this so anger. For yeah. sure. Right. But to learn how to have it like appropriately. To how to, ex- not even, remember we talked about this before, not have it, to experience it yes, without yeah. letting it actually mm. guide your decisions yes. and right. your behaviors. Yes. How is it that I can be in awareness of the feeling and know that it will change? And I think we said yeah. this earlier, is yeah. that you, you had talked about that. It's yeah, a big we were, learning for you. Yeah, we were just talking about that. It's, it's the, that idea that it's okay to feel it and it's okay for it to happen, but know that it's just, it's just happening now yes. and it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's going to go. And I, I was saying it. That's you, such a nice point, though. Just to pause there for a yeah. second, like it doesn't really mean anything. That's yeah. Usually, like usually when I'm angry, I'm so worked up, I want to like punch a wall or something. Yeah. If I just pause, yeah, for like a minute, I'm like, oh, that was so silly. Yeah. And then you can like laugh at it. You totally. Know? Like, and, and I think it gives it gives less power to those those feelings. And and I was saying to do one of the biggest changes I've noticed over myself with personal relationships or at work is that even the times when I feel frustrated or I feel, you know, angry or, or whatever it is, they just, they weigh heavy. They, they don't weigh as heavy as they used mm-hmm. to. So they're, they're, it's shorter. It's not as intense. Um, and it affects me and, and my actions way less than it used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to love getting pissed off. Oh, yeah. And when <laughs> yeah. you're in that frequency, like 
I'd go on Twitter and I'd see some politician said this and I'd get all worked up and I'm like, you know, but like, who really cares? Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, and I, I think the, the sort of, yeah, the lightness around that is if we know that no feeling is forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that if we take pause, that we will be able to see a bigger and more expansive view. Yeah, that I think that that's it and, and not getting attached to that feeling or defined by that feeling, but not also suppressing or repressing the feeling. Right. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I look at it like say, you know, awareness, presence, knowledge, assimilation, embodiment, wisdom, mm. you know, we, and we're constantly, and as soon we will be going through that our whole life. And when yeah. people go in and think, oh, I'm getting, I'm, I'm going to be fixed. <laughs> I will no longer have this feeling. That is like actually not what you're looking for. You're looking for recovery, right? Yeah. How control. quickly is it? Or awareness. Control. Awareness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to control yeah. my freaking feeling. <laughs> Good no, point. but the awareness and yeah. then going, oh, yeah, that's a feeling. Yes. And even giving people the language, like typically you'd hear someone say, I am angry. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're not. You're you experiencing yeah, you anger. anger. Yeah. yeah. I you have are, anger. Yeah. Or, yeah. I'm, exactly. Yeah. Right. I learned a little bit of German and they always said that the way that it goes through is like, you don't say I am. It's always I have. Yeah. So even with simple things like thirst or hunger, yeah. it's not I am. It's like I have. And most languages use the have they don't say i am it makes a lot more sense it does right and we're so baked into thinking we we are these like we embody them and we become them or like they take us over right and so you are no longer the the actor you are passive and your anger or your joy or whatever it is is the thing that is controlling you leading you making the decisions and so we can i think unconsciously like surrender to that rather than take ownership and And also trying to seek it like even that the idea of like the, well, seeking is great, but the idea of I am seeking, as yeah. soon as like we bring it into us, it I don't know, it, it changes its energy. It has this drive yeah. of like, again, it's not, uh, there's no allowance in that. There's no surrender in it. There's no acceptance of it. Yeah. Um, have you read that? I'm going to forget the name of it. There's a book that I've been reading from Michael Harris about consumerism and the environment. No. Okay, I'm going to, I'll Michael find it in a second. You might be able to find it. Is, um, but there's... Um, and, and I'm, of, of course, paraphrasing, so I'm sorry, Michael Harris, who's a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful writer. But there's so many examples in that book. There it is. All, All we, we want. want. All we want. Yeah, it's called All We Want. Um, building the life we cannot buy. Mm. And I, it's blowing my mind. And, it's, and it's, it shouldn't because I know all of these things. But you know it's how when someone puts it together and you're like, oh, my God, it's like poetry or song. Yeah. yeah. Where you're like, oh my gosh. And he even talks about that, about the pivotal moments in history where we have been affected by a singular action and we think we're making choice or decision. And he talks about um, American Tobacco Company in the 50s and how they, um, they had, women were buying cigarettes, but they weren't allowed to smoke in public. And so they hired someone who did a little campaigning and got some very influential women, like under 10 of them, to smoke in public in New York on a Sunday. And within months, women were smoking in public. Wow. The but original influencer. The yeah. original influencer. Yeah. But the way they influenced the women were not by saying, you know, we're going to try to sell more cigarettes. They were like, your power is being taken away. You are being oppressed by not allowed to be smoking in public. And then same guy... 
um, and I think Lucky Strip was an American tobacco um, brand, if I'm right, mm-hmm. but they were, okay, great, now women are buying more, but they're not gravitating to our brand because women at that time, green was not a color that was ever in fashion or anything else. So again, he went to a single high influencer, you know, whatever, in the 50s, who was also a philanthropist and said, um, I have somebody who would like to support all your charities. They would like to do that by throwing a ball and you take all the proceeds. It's gonna, it needs to be a green ball. And within, with that, in that year, green was the trending color on Vogue. That was wow. a single incident. So we're, all the time we think we're making these considerations. We think we're making decisions. And where are we not? And, and then that Fast Company article that came out, I think it was in the 1990s, I might be wrong, where it started to talk about brand you. And so what that says is that there is the, you know, this, this internal thing of our soul and all that stuff where we know we are us. But then the, so that's, you know, here. And then the me, the brand me is our consumer brand. It says, you know, I, I need that to be part of my brand. Mm-hmm. And the focus when it actually, it changed the course of what kids now want to do. They no longer want to be teachers or doctors. They want to be influencers. <laughs> YouTubers. YouTube stars. Yeah. Because we have said the me, the you is more important than the we. Mm. So I'm like, oh my gosh, every day I'm right now, I'm blown away yeah. about this idea of, and then it relates directly to the environment because yes. we buy all this stuff. And it goes into landfills. Yeah. And then, you know, you know that game more than I do. I was just like, oh, my goodness. I know. Yeah. 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 So anyways, uh, amazing. We're adding that one to the, the list of books that I need to read for sure. Michael yeah. Harris, All We Want. Yeah. yeah. Blows me away every morning right now. I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me think of that. There's like a little video that came out, man, probably a decade ago or so now. It's called The Story of Stuff. Have you seen it? And it's no. like that cyclical event where, and really it's talking, like it's an environmental piece and, you know, use less kind of thing. But really, it, to me, it's like touching at our, our value and like our understanding of ourself and who we are. And that ideas of like what makes you valuable in the world, people just like see it and accept it. Oh, I need this thing. So then you go to buy this thing, which puts you more in debt. So then you have to work longer. 100%. And it's just same, like this. Same, yeah. same, same. Yeah. And also that idea of then if I can't have it, then I'm I'm, I'm losing. If I yeah. lose that, I am no longer as valuable as a human being. Yeah. When I get it, when I buy it, I am now more valuable as a human being. Yes. Yeah. Craziness. Yeah. The things we have dictate uh, I know. the worth that we have. And that is... <sighs> So backwards, so wrong. Yeah, unfortunately, my that's your part of my business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I you know I recognize that, and I I was thinking that the other day when I bought some beautiful pottery from yeah. Janica yeah. Larson, who's a local artist. I was like, oh my god, I'm buying something, and I was like, oh, it's so funny that as a human being, I want to go to extremes. And yeah. it's kind of like Always. what we said about the mm-hmm. conversation of invitation. It's not an extreme of I'm going to pretend that this is important to me. And it's also not the other side of this is going to be so important to me yeah. that I'm going to judge you based on how important it is to me. Totally. Yeah. Like where is all that, that you know, and non-binary? Where is all the gray that we get to have conversation and then play in and not be attached to it? I might not get it right. And I might not even, the, the what I'm putting forward might not even be 
exactly how I feel. I'm exploring how I feel about things mm. all the time. Yeah. And so I think that often I'm afraid to say something aloud because then there's an, <laughs> an, a conversation about the attachment to that as my actual belief yeah. or opinion. Whereas, you know, really, why couldn't we say things that aren't even our opinion yet? We're just trying them. We're saying, I've been thinking about this this way. Just like you try on a shirt. Just see, like you try on a shirt. Try on some pants, see right. if you like them, see how it fits. And and, and I, th- I think we're afraid of the other's reaction. A hundred percent. I mean, I don't really use social media because I, I'm not confident enough in anything I believe to think that I will believe that down the road. And, mm. and that's that sort of like but the that should be our conversation. Right. What if that was our conversation? You know, I really been thinking so much about this idea of um, I think I had a beautiful reading the other day. It was from Richard Wagamasi. I think is that's how you say. It? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it was that one on ceremony. Yeah. And the idea that ceremony, we should live in ceremony. Mm-hmm. And right now we think of ceremony as being anything from, you know, a religious ceremony in a Catholic church to a plant based ceremony with a shaman you know, somewhere, <laughs> wherever, <laughs> yeah, but is, um, but really to be in ceremony is to actually not be in rightness or knowingness. It's to be in wonder and awe and mystery. Mm-hmm. And when we take the mystery out of things, whether it's our intimate relationships, we, we know each other so well, like we even say that there's this badge of honor. I know them better than they know themselves. Well, no wonder when you're 40 years from now, it's not all that alluring to be with the person. (laughs) We want to like eke out all the mystery. And I was talking with a group, two groups last week around that idea of um, a poem I shared, um, actually from the same guy reading a prose about death. And I said, where I knew for sure that I know nothing and where I know for sure that I was closest to source or divine or whatever we want to call that was watching births you know and not even my own my own giving birth to my daughter but watching her give birth and another friend give birth and my mom's death Mm -hmm. I was like yeah there's all these scientific things that are happening but what is happening here is so in mystery and wonderment and awe that there's got of course there's divinity whatever the heck that is of course there's source whatever that is because I know nothing Mm -hmm. (laughs) for sure yeah, so where where is it that we can... And I think those conversations of gray are conversations of mystery and awe and wonderment because they don't require us to... They don't require form or shape. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. They're, they're hard to come by. Yeah. Con- those conversations aren't... Um, they're not the norm. And that's, you know... That, that it's it's hard. I find that hard. That, I know you do. It's not, yeah. We're in a nice, or does have these like little butt ups, like beautiful butt ups? Yeah. So there's th- a card <laughs> in this consideration. Oh, should we jump into yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Let's... I thought I thought I was invited specifically because I like to butt heads and challenge you. And then <laughs> I love it. Usually, usually recede with, okay, fine. You get this one again. <laughs> Do you remember oh, my this favorite? one? <laughs> Uh, yeah, discern, don't judge. And how long did it take you to actually like embody that to understand it for I've it to known you for a few years. Yeah, yeah, a few years, and it's <laughs> almost there. It's it comes in waves. Warren called me about a month ago. He texted me. He's like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Love those moments. I, you know, I I think that like I learn the most out of um out of the conversation we have, and and I love 
being able to push back. With I you. love you pushing back. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's great, um, and I have to because I can't just sit there and take it. If, especially if I don't understand it, I need the context. And right. some of the stuff that we that we've done through the emergence or th- that we talk about, it lands immediately, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh wow, you know, cl- click. It's an aha moment right off the bat. And some of them, it's like <laughs> it's like trying to you know drill your hand into sand it just is like it takes forever it's really hard and discern don't judge um thoughtful reflection instead of reaction has always been a really hard one for me mm. i mean i can tell you why if you I, know, I can tell you why because you've told me like 10 times because <laughs> it's the same thing judy you're just using different, different language, language. <laughs> but if we go back to the idea that we've all agreed upon around energy idea of discernment is literally you sitting in choice and the idea of judgment is that energy of i am right and you are wrong Mm -hmm. discernment says Mm -hmm. i just choose this you choose that that's right for you Mm -hmm. even if i don't have the same belief and judgment says no 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 there's only two camps here Mm -hmm. and there's nothing that's shared there's no love that's shared there's no connectivity and and i guess that becomes um where we become homogenized Mm -hmm. Because we're all just believing the same thing. We have judgment on anything else. But, but they can come to a similar outcome. A, a decision, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think it's the energy of the decision, to, to Zach's point, the yeah. energy of his decision to say, I choose plant-based. I think it's really important for a bunch of reasons. And I invite you to look at this too. But I believe you to be a whole and complete human being, even if you do eat meat. Yeah. I don't mm. believe that you're not kind. I don't believe that you don't care about the world. And I really, really love my choice if you're curious about it at all. That's discernment. Judgment is, this is the only way to do it. And if you don't do it, then you are actually not a good person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a great way to get me to listen either, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But isn't that what we're seeing so much in the world yes. right now? Is like there's a huge lack. We, some, we sometimes talk about it or often talk about it as like nuance. The, there's a, been a loss of nuance in conversation, I would mm. say, like around in spaces like this and even certainly in the larger public conversation that's happening. And like there, maybe we could say there's no discernment and there's just judgment and hundred percent saying you disagree with my politics or you disagree with this. And so therefore not only are you wrong, but you are less than a person, bad person. How could you think that way? Like, obviously I think, I think you see it in the the loudest media and and in the loudest places, but I, I really feel that, you know, things like what you guys are doing and what a lot of other people are doing in this space is the total antithesis. Mm. And this long form conversation where people can really work through things and understand each other's ideas. It's what most of the people I surround myself with are, are they yearn for and they're, and they're, they're chasing, you know? So it's, um, as much as I think that we've gone and become so much more like that, there's a part of it that's like, well, there's something, at least it's brewing here. Yeah. It's pushing back and, and, and bringing us back and to isn't some, that somewhere the more reasonable. Space of like, you don't have to believe, but don't actively disbelieve. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I believe in healthy questioning. <laughs> I believe in even healthy skepticism. Mm-hmm. But that's different to me than actively disbelieving. Going, I'm going to start by not believing, and then you're going to have to change my mind to believing. Because again, there's no mystery in thinking that you know everything. And if we believe that, then we wouldn't have done all of the things we've done in the world that have been 
so amazing and that have evolved and forwarded our humanity because mm-hmm. we wouldn't think we could go to the moon and leave garbage by the way another conversation in the car <laughs> i'm really upset about the moon right now <laughs> it's a space episode <laughs> oh, <I love> it. <laughs> let's go let's go to the moon <laughs> well let's go and like take our big garbage bags go collect it go collect it oh Sorry. We're, busy. <laughs> we're, we're already busy sending garbage to further planets afield, right? I know. It's just craziness. Mm-hmm. And so there again, you know, as human beings, we are drawn to the mystic, to the mystery. 100%. But then we go and take our selvesness there yes. and, have, and, and are in disregard. Mm. Instead of in, in that sense of, I guess, awe requires you to um, actually be in some sort of reverence. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think as a, as a people group, as a society, or just even humanity, are we, like, currently we can look at our trajectory and be like, oh, it doesn't look good. Is there an event, a moment uh, where they'll look back? We have the the Enlightenment, which is like a inappropriately named time but yeah is there is there a moment where we come to like you know in in the history tablets or books or whatever there will be down the line where they look back at this maybe next 50 to 100 years and say oh this was a moment where it went from heavy judgment polarization divisiveness to people becoming embracing this like mystery and question kind of like living into the ambiguity or the gray or perhaps Mm -hmm. the rainbow of life. It's not black or white. No, exactly. I I feel like, I I feel like the younger generation and the younger kids are having more conversation. Um, You know, I think that I'm 37. Um, We grew up a little bit with sort of like the, the old standard. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think that that's changing. I I notice it with, you know, I notice it with the, the men my age, maybe it's, uh, and the women, but maybe it's having families, maybe it's things changing, but the conversations are becoming like much different, much more meaningful, um, deeper, more open. And I think that that sort of behavior filters down generationally. And I think that the, I, I think, you know, I think we're going to be okay. Mm, it's yeah. you, you sit around and watch, watch the media and, and it's very easy to feel the other way. But I think that mm-hmm. open and honest conversation is something that at 30, five i'm learning to do um and i i don't think at at 10 or 11 or 12 or 13 that you're going to need to relearn to have that sort of childlike openness to Mm. you that that maybe our generation or or other generations have had to do i don't know yeah i I, I I hope yeah Yeah. i i I have a belief i have a belief in humanity for sure but um and not but i think that we I don't think it's a single lever. I don't think just just the environment is going to change anything. It just gives mm-hmm. us a longer time to screw things up more. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know. So I was saying to Warren, I believe like the lifting of conversation has to happen in all parts of our lives, around our own consumerism, around our own decisions. You know, to sit in this idea of like I got it wrong today, but tomorrow is a different day. Instead of I got it wrong and because I made that decision at that moment, now I have to hold tight to that decision. I think that's where we start to see whether it's in business or politics, that's where it starts to get crazy. I mean, even our medical system is set up so that if a doctor makes a horrendous mistake, which they will, because guess what? They're human beings. Mm -hmm. They can't go apologize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're 
allowed to apologize. Insurance doesn't allow them to go apologize. Right. If we are fundamentally setting up systems within our society, and that's a small example of hundreds and hundreds of thousands of them that don't allow us to sit in our feelings and sit in our values, mm. then of course it's difficult. Of course it's difficult. So all of those, those little those little nano aggressions, those little nano policies, those little nano structures are the ones that I think we gently need to start unraveling and allowing different space for. But as a doctor, if you said that, you know what would happen? You'd get, you get sued. sued. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And so now that doctor's trying to protect their family mm-hmm. and and the hospital that wants it to be I mean, it is so unfair to the human. Yeah. It's like don't be a compassionate human because you might be sued. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so yeah. unfair to the human and it must be like soul sucking and spirit. I can't trampling. even imagine. Yeah. Like what how they would carry that. Right. No. Going from being like I I can't no. do this very human thing that I need feel like I need to do. Mm-hmm. I can't. And they're doing this, it like, in an act of service. And what about as a human being where we screw up in a non act of service and we make a mistake? Yeah. And how are we taught that to go and say I can do better mm-hmm. is really, you know, fundamental that's what we want to teach our kids you will indeed screw up and you can do better and mm-hmm. we will love you we won't always agree with you mm-hmm. but we'll love you regardless mm-hmm. i see your light even when it's dark mm-hmm. you know that stuff mm-hmm. so i think yeah I, I i have to have a belief and it is all going to be about our actions and our decisions and our conversations right yeah okay, i've got a question for you guys to kind of like maybe summarize some of this um <laughs> so for those listening there is so much divisiveness. There's so much, mm. um, you know, separation. separation. Yeah. So we go on Instagram and we see people posting things that you might, that might trigger you. I, I disagree with that. That might be your like first reaction or you're talking to somebody and they think differently than you and you, a wall goes up. So how do we practically engage with disagreement? Like how do we get to a point mm. where we can engage with it with compassion instead of, um, like we talked mm. about anger or division, like how do we bridge this? So if I'm coming up with you to you, Judy, and I'm saying something that you really disagree with, that might be triggering or yeah. make you feel angry. How do you engage with that conversation so that? Well, there's can... how I hope I engage, and then there's sometimes <laughs> how I engage. Right. But if we look at it kind of from simple neurology, yeah. we're going to like our most deeply redded neural pathways, yes. our patterns. And the way I think to um, give pause is yes. to ask a question of curiosity back. Right. Yeah. As go opposed back to, to yeah, go back to the mystery. So you say, you know, I really believe that, you know, um, pink is a horrendous color yes. and shouldn't be allowed on darn the earth. Pink. <laughs> darn pink. <laughs> and I say to you, ah, yeah, what is it about pink? Yeah. What is it about pink for you? Yeah. Have you ever seen a pink you like? You know, like yeah. I get curious instead of, trying to mm. be in opposition or change your mind. Why is it that we only think that we want to hang out with people that think exactly yes. like us? It, that curiosity so, comes with like kindness and compassion. Totally. And those are kind of like the root of it is when you, when you push back or you come up against something with kindness and compassion, you very rarely get a sharp return, yeah. you know? Um, and I, and I, unfortunately, if it's something that's maybe making you feel a certain way on Instagram, Instagram's probably not the place to <laughs> to have those conversations yeah. as we kind of, as we know and we've seen. But when you're, 
when you're with someone and having like the human experience of conversation mm. and you're really letting kindness guide, even if there's mm-hmm. disagreement, it's usually a great conversation. Yes. Very I, seldom is it ugly. I was thinking about um, a time when, uh, I don't know if I said this before, so I hope not, but <laughs> is um, a time when Devin was pregnant and she was walking across the street. She was in Toronto and I was waiting for her in the restaurant, I think. Um, and so was Shay. Um, and as she was crossing, she's like fully pregnant. Yeah. Some guys drove by and they said some pretty horrible catcalling. Yeah. And she went into the restaurant and um, she saw them sit down. So she said to Shay, just a second. And she went to use the restroom and she went by and she slid on in. It was only Devin Kid. And she's like, hey guys, I was the person that you made comments as while I was crossing the street. And here I am, all pregnant, and it made me feel really vulnerable. And I know you didn't want me to feel like that. And so it's that disarmoring mm-hmm. of the judgment or the anger and mm-hmm. the curiosity. And curiosity can also, it doesn't mean not expressing how you feel, but the way to let someone understand, if we look at you know um, restorative justice, it goes back to that idea of when we know how each other feels without us slamming it at each other, when we are in curiosity, we, as human beings, we actually move into um, restore. Mm. Our humanness doesn't want to be in opposition. Our humanness wants to be in oneness, wants to be in pure connectivity. Yeah. All this other stuff is just guarding and staking and then we go back to the idea of it's guarding and staking of ownership, of ownership of property, of ownership of money, of ownership of other individual. Mm-hmm. But when we're like, huh. Do you remember what those guys said back to her? Uh, I think a one of, of them apologies. tried to be like a little bit like, and the other guy was like, no, dude, she's right. It was uncool. Yeah. Like that easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That easy. I could, I could see that happening for sure. Yeah. That yeah. easy. Yeah. So I think there's some... Um, I think it starts with curiosity. And I, I know mm-hmm. when I think of the word curiosity, even the word curiosity, there is a lightness to it. It can mm-hmm. be totally. heavy. Because if it's it's not, then it's just judgment. Mm. It also leans into possibility that, you know, maybe they could be right. Totally. Maybe maybe there's an opportunity for you to learn and something. to pivot or change or evolve your own opinion on on something that you were set in. That should be exciting. Yeah, should like be to exciting, be, yeah. Right? Like if I could sit down with you and have a great conversation and I never eat a piece of meat again, that's kind of exciting. Yeah. So, or you uh, eat open, a piece open of challenge. Meat. <laughs> like an invitation or even you eat a be piece careful. of meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You eat a piece of meat, but now you have a different understanding of what that piece of meat means totally. in the ecosystem or even to somebody else. Hundred percent, yeah. You know, that I think that it's not about changing everybody to your way. It's about mm-hmm. this idea of um, opening possibilities and opportunities Mm -hmm. and there might be a third way that we hadn't even considered yet oh there usually is right (laughs) options more than two you know mine options more than two um are we gonna do what are we gonna do should we do let's dive in let's put one on the uh on the hot seat oh just one i saw what you tried to do there (laughs) not your first time with the consideration cards are you going consideration or contemplation uh let's go consideration (laughs) because you have to read it (laughs) oh i'm reading it uh, you don't have to read the whole thing. You like if you're doing the poetry, you do. But on the consideration, start with the consideration. Am I blindly picking? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. <gasps> I know. Leave it, leave it Look to at the, me, huh? The, the, the bravery. Oh. 
<laughs> when you can wrap your head around is that what yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> you saw she saw a small glimmer of hope in my eyes i was like i studied this one last night um this is this one is define don't defend mm. pause and check in with yourself the next time you feel the need to defend yourself stop before you speak ask yourself if you are moving straight to defending when we instinct instinctively defend ourselves we are coming right from our fight or flight place with no ability to discern if the current conversation is the one we're responding to, or if it's an old program, something pulled from the past that brings up fears, muddiness of, of mind, or guarding of self, mistrust. When another person comes forward to question, should I keep going? Should I read the whole card? You can just finish that and then tell us what it means to you. Sure. <laughs> when another person comes forward to question, or with their own amygdala-driven fear, stop. Do not jump into a battle of perceptions. You can argue details all day long, but you will both get some wrong. Mm-hmm. Pretty appropriate card for the conversation Absolutely. we were just having. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I've got lots of fuel for this one. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll kind of draw this back to what I was saying earlier. Is like there's a whole learning, and I, and I only know it as growing up as a young, young man, um, of sort of tension and... Um, challenging and suffering and all of these things that that I think are a lot of guys wear as, as badges and, and this is one where the easy response to push is to push back mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. so when I you know when I when I read this and and that pause and that check-in with yourself almost always creates the opposite reaction of what your instinctual one is at least if you're not practiced and, and if you're not sort of aware of, mm. of the reaction you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, since like sort of learning this or, or reading this, and these are things that I, these, these cards are things I read all, very often now with them in my house. Um, this is one I do all the time, professionally, my relationship with my friends. And it's not that I won't push back, but it's going to be, it's going to come from a place where I'm, it's not amygdala driven. Yeah. Um, Like you're clearly stating what you said. And I think the big thing around this is we tend to give so much context and we like that thing of arguing the details. So if Warren says to me, um, you know, um, I, um, you know, I'm going to vote X, Y, and Z. Um, I can get into that idea of trying to battle him on that. And he can simply, he can go into all the details or he can say, gosh, God, that you feel differently. This is still who I am. I'm still going this way. Mm-hmm. It's that idea of restating with no energy and no attachment what your initial um, statement or consideration is instead of getting into the contents and arguing of the details because it doesn't get us anywhere. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't get us anywhere. It's, it's probably the thing in business, this particular consideration mm-hmm. in business that served me the most. 100%. Especially like when you're dealing with customers, you know, <laughs> it's like you, they call you and they go, rah, 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 and you're like, hey, I'm hearing you weren't happy. Yeah. Is there something you'd like me to do for you or can I offer you something? Or sometimes even, I've done it in past businesses, is where I've said, it sounds like we're not a good fit for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes so that's the case. That's sometimes the case. Yeah. And it's like, why Why am I going to make your life miserable and why are you going to make my team's life miserable? Mm-hmm. Totally. It, uh, I, we obviously didn't do a job that's, that makes you feel satisfied and maybe we're not the right people for mm-hmm. you. And we get that and we encourage you to go elsewhere. There's a, there's a lot of times when I was younger in, in, in business where I again like back to that 
I felt like having an a, an out fight with somebody where you're both staunch in each position was like, this is how I'm going to do it and I'm going to win and that's going to feel great. One, you rarely win. No one really wins. Yeah. Two, you don't feel great about it after driving home from work. No. Absolutely not. And, and, and this sort of taking the pause and, and checking in um, has changed, changes business relationships, all relationships in, in such a healthy way. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm plant-based. That's my, you know, my jam. Mm-hmm. Simply that. And when someone, t- you know, I don't know, it's just, there's such beauty to it. It also, we, you know, it's that idea that we don't have to continually be talking. Like when mm-hmm. I'm listening mm-hmm. to, when I'm, when I'm invited into a conversation, let's say in, in business or other, where there's two parties that are actively engaged in um, non-communication, lots of communication, non-communication, what I always start with is stripping away. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm going to go into a conversation of meaning and importance, I always write it down so that I know what my actually, what am I actually trying to say? Not are all the things around because all the things around are what I'm using to um, either step into my own comfort or to make you uncomfortable instead of just allowing everybody clear conversation, that brevity, clarity, we talked about transparency and then um, autonomy of response. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the brevity, um, is something that we use at immersion a lot. I think partially practical reasons because it's a group of people and we have so much time and you don't don't want to hear me spew for too long. But um, that's a a lesson carried through to to everything. You're you're rarely wrong to say less and often wrong to say too much. Mm -hmm. That that was one of my biggest takeaways from some of our our own work too is the brevity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. And I can feel when I'm not in it. And you can feel when you're in receipt of not in it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the easiest one to feel. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 no, it's so the, good. The economy of words is something that's very important, right? Totally. Yeah. I love I love this idea, too, of, of definition defining rather than defending. Because to me, it just it circles back to the idea that we were just talking about, too, around curiosity. Because if you're not trying to, from an entrenched position, convince someone in their entrenched position to see, mm-hmm. you know, your view, but if you simply can like pause and restate, re like define again mm-hmm. what it is you are need you're experiencing, and leave it at that, there's an openness. There's it kind of opens the door to to curiosity on the other person to be like, well, wait, like we're you see it differently me than me, but we're not going to have it out over this. And you'd be like, no, like this is what it is for me. And like, and over to you for your yeah. own set yeah. of feelings. And yeah. Right? That, that's yeah. a re- very rewarding experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in a posture where we can, we can even learn there because our energy is not ramping up to match. Yeah, You don't get upregulated. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. it's all about equanimity of, um, of experience of, of energy, equanimity, and never, if that's not about never going to the sides, at least unless you're going to renounce and <laughs> have no attachments to anything. Um, but it's about understanding how quickly you can come back to center, mm-hmm. you know? And then again, do you, <laughs> here's my thing. Do you remember this conversation we had at the last Uh-oh. like uh, ethical <laughs> decision-making alumni one? Uh, okay, this is. Can I tell? Am I allowed to tell? Yeah, I'm not you sure you're so? going to tell. So you're, <laughs> yeah. you're allowed to tell. They can edit. Oh, our edit button's broken. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had this beautiful conversation because you said, um, I think over dinner, and, and, and you said, and in front of a group of people, you said, you know, 
hey, is I'm finding all this so helpful and it's changed the way I have relationships and it's changed the way I work. And I'm sort of afraid I've lost my edge. Yeah. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. But Okay, but let's be clear. What's also funny about that is you've actually, in if we're going to look at outward success metrics, you've never had more. So it was right. interesting that in your brain, it thought that in softness and kindness and in that lack, uh, there was a lack of discipline and drive. But you're 100 and pounds lighter than you were mm-hmm. your business is thriving mm-hmm. you ha- your relationships are thriving and it was really funny because Warren was standing up and he's like you know I think I've lost the edge because I just don't feel like it and I was like that's called mammoth yeah, <laughs> yeah right. you know well, that idea of when you're in like that you're just there's only one emotion to have and I'm I, gonna have it I, all of the way I, I think there's you know you get addicted to the highs and lows yes. um and and it's it's kind of fun like in a it's not in the time but it is theoretically in the high the high highs feel great but the low lows feel really bad so welcome to the 80s and cocaine yeah. <laughs> 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 <It's> like... <laughs> next podcast yeah. <laughs> i'd like to be there for that one from yeah, yeah, yeah. um uh, and I, I think that, you know, I, I kind of, I, I remember at dinner saying this to the group and saying that like, I was, wasn't getting like the buzz that I used to get, but no longer am I getting the lows I used to get. And one of, I, I forget who it was, was like, do you think maybe you're feeling a little bit like flow state? Um, which I, I hope, but it's something I've never felt outside of athletics. I've never felt it in my day-to-day life. I don't know how to like, I'm, I don't have any awareness of what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like I would. I felt a bit numb, but you know, it's it's a good numb if that makes any sense. I don't sense. think it's numb. I it's think not the right peace word. and calm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I'm but still it, learning. No. <laughs> we all are. constantly. <laughs> but, but when we look at the way we talk about our kids growing up, and we look at the way, and we talk, go back to consumerism and understanding of um, kind of consumer behavior and human behavior is. We are being programmed to respond to that heavy freaking dopamine hit. Yeah. That's what we're being. And what what mindfulness, what meditation does is it brings us back to um, understanding how that sense of calm and peace of equanimity that allows for many emotions, but we're not getting attached to them, serves us. Yeah. And so it's like that thing of, again, unless you're renounced in a cave, these things come in and out and and the, it's the non-attachment to any singular state that allows actually gives us freedom mm-hmm. easy concept to understand when you <laughs> d- detach from the see this is what happens this is uh, what happens with uh, easy judy for you to say well easy to release on the negative but mm-hmm. hard to release on, on the, the high 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 like, gotcha. i mean that's those things like those days and those moments are like i mean they're as good as anything out there, right? So mm-hmm. I think that's where my perception of it was lost. Oh, and that's maybe it. why I use the word numb because I don't get to feel that. Mm. But in exchange of the um, top and bottom is I would say like I've exchanged it for like probably openness and curiosity, right. which are things that I didn't have. It was like, felt like a, I couldn't have that. I couldn't have all that. I didn't right. have the energy when I'm feeling really high and really low to feel open and curious either. Mm. Ah, what, that's a great comment. Hey? That is. Beautifully sad. Yeah. So. It's when you're in those swings because you're so busy following your energy mm-hmm. that you you can't sit in that space of invitation. Totally. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and, and you do get, I believe, that you still experience 
those moments of um, exhilaration and they're much more connected to your body now. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, we're in the Great Bear Rainforest, which we were usually yeah. together, yeah. you know, and I, I think all of us were so in our, you know, beyond enlightenment. We were just like, oh my goodness, you're, it's so exhilarating. But even that with a calmness and, and a peace. 100%. Uh, you know, of like, uh, I guess I, if you know, if you were thinking of visually, it's kind of like that rooted idea of feet on ground, like hands up to sky, you know, connecting to both. So, yeah. But when we get, when we become addicted to the distraction of the drive part of it, and it's not that you have to be without drive, but of just that I'm going to keep forcing, driving, going one way. Um, yeah, I don't know if we can be in curiosity in that at all. Yeah. I, I think I said it to you. When I've said it to a few people. It's like when you're younger and you analyze like a Michael Jordan or a Kobe Bryant, you hear this like t- absolutely relentless work ethic with like no fun. And like, they push so hard and you idolize that. And it's like, I, I said it to someone once. They were just like, you're not Kobe. And I was like, true. Right. <laughs> I'm not yeah. playing in the NBA. This actually isn't, that type of behavior doesn't serve me at all. Uh, at right. all. Yeah. 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 And and the question is, it served them in parts of their life, but we don't know those individuals where it didn't. Well, we actually know that yes. it maybe didn't, didn't, didn't serve them in a lot of other players. Yeah, yeah, yeah but is that. Agree. So again, it's not the get rid of mm. or add. It's simply in awareness. And where does it serve me to be? Now. Yeah. And now. And now. And I wonder if there's like, you know, just th- thinking in, in what you're saying, Warren, and, and like it resonates with me too, in yeah. being like having those like moments where your things are flying and it just feels so good. And then you kind of dip and you're like, oh, you know, and get back to that. I wonder if it's contrast that kind of deceives us to like the high was so good, but really it's because it was in mm. contrast to where we had just been. And that, in fact, it's not that you're numb and not experiencing this, but it's actually a much more robust experience because it's not it's not marked by this contrast of like one to the next where you're like, oh, it's so good now. And then you kind of come down from that and you're like, I wish I want to get back there. And then once you kind of become less attached to those outcomes, you kind of live in that space where your high actually might be higher now. But there's and, just not the the drop to the low. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope I I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love that idea. Yeah, I, mean, I, well, I think, I think hearing, there's definitely something like yeah. Hearing 100%. Judy's observation about like how you've changed or yeah. over these couple of years and stuff, like to me, it seems like it's this maybe slow growth arc. Totally. And you know, it's it's important for us to take pause and like look back and and in a way of. Um, you know, being proud of the work we've done and saying, wow, I'm, I'm not there. We're never there until we're not here That's, anymore. Yeah. But to say like, I've, I've done a lot. Like I've come a long way and you know, I have, I have room to grow and places to go, but like, I'm not, I'm not where I was before. And that's like a really, that's a really good thing to, to reflect on and honor. Totally. And, and I think you kind of like, you just brought it up and it's one thing that's so major to me about this was I always assumed. And I remember when uh, my first immersion there was someone there that had been to a few and I described him after as like, he, the guy was like hovering six inches above the ground. I didn't even, couldn't even understand the words he was saying. I was like, what is this? How, how do you do that? <laughs> how do you love a Zen change? master. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and you know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's a constant struggle. Mm-hmm. Like it really is f- right now for me. And I, you know what? Struggle's not the w- right word. It's constant work. Yeah. Um, 
and also it's okay. I, I really compare it to, and again, probably because I like sports and I like, you know, um, have I'm worked in athletics for a long time is it's like going to the gym. Do I meditate? Yeah. Do I do it every day? Sometimes. Do I go without it? Yeah. All the time. Like it happens, you know, it's, it's, it's the same sort of like periods of consistency and inconsistency that are kind of normal for me in all parts of my life. And I think for most people, mm-hmm. unless you're like really on it and that's cool too. Well, <laughs> it's cool. And like I said, meditation alone doesn't make you a kinder, nicer person. No, it's, the, it's the wholeness of it. It, in the end, it has to come down to, I believe that we know we can do better when we don't do as well. Yeah. And whether that, that, and knowing what brings us back to that, whether it is sitting in silence or whether it's going into the forest or whether it's, you know, like when I've had um, fullness <laughs> watch going on in a couple of weeks, I know that if I don't get into nature, that mm-hmm. I will be, I will show up differently. Mm-hmm. And I know when I need to go kiss those babies. I know mm-hmm. when it's got nothing to do with, even, you know, even if I think I want to do something else, I just need to see like pure joy in action, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's being in awareness of what we need to be in presence. Yeah. And to try new things to learn things and that try you need. New... Because like for, for me, the, the, the mountains and the forest is like my happy place, mm-hmm. but it's like biking, running, skiing. It's not sitting and being oh, in the forest. Oh, except for now. What do you love now? Well, I'm recently converted to uh, forest bathing. Yes. Yeah. You guys know about this? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's incredible. I thought, I, thought, I, thought we, I thought Judy made it up. Um, oh, <laughs> I, Googled, I Googled it. It's a thing. Um, we did it and, and uh, one of the guys that was on the trip with us is a good friend um we kind of like looked at each other and we're like so we're just gonna go like walk like really slowly through the forest and we get out it's like take your shoes off and i'm like oh <laughs> shit go hug a tree yeah go hug right a tree i'm, like, get, I'm like this is just not like can we just like go for a run or something and it was actually my favorite part that to, to, like because i spent so much time growing up in the north shore up in the mountains playing all the time but I never, I've never spent any time just sitting and being in the, in the mm. forest, which I already love. I mean, it makes people listen to this and be like, yeah, you said you <laughs> love the forest. Why wouldn't you love being? And it's like, well, I never took a moment to sit and do that. A new experience that gave me a totally new perspective on something that I already loved. Um, that's mm. like, that to me is critical. For How growth. cool is what you just said? How cool is that's that? So hey, good. yes. Yeah. That and experience is great... something I already loved a, a different experience that just widens your whole view. It's on... that expansiveness. And, yeah. And before it seemed outrageous and after it seemed like, of course I'd love it. Yeah. I love the forest. Why not? Why wouldn't I love <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. No, those, uh, absolutely. And the idea of, um, let's just say force bathing or meditation or yoga or whatever, you know, it does beautiful things for you mm-hmm. and, and you, you know, you find yourself distancing from it, knowing that you can come back to it without judgment. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking one of the other guys that we all know quite well is, you know, I've been saying to him for, you know who you are out there. <laughs> I've been saying to him for, I'm not that guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I've been saying to him, he's super fat, like really pumped and I was, and, and healthy and loves the outdoors. But I've been kind of saying <laughs> meditation maybe, or at least stretching. And you know, he's been sending me these pictures and for the last two weeks he's stretched every day and he's like, I can't believe oh, it's the difference. He's like, he, yeah. and he, he like, 
literally like takes himself into a quiet space and in and it wasn't i think he thought that again to do that he had to release the other instead of oh i can have a little bit of all of it and now that i know that too I will be able to start to make decisions about what I need and when I need it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes going to the sometimes I need that. I need the adrenaline. I need that extra t- testosterone. And other times, just click for me. Uh, other, I know who it is. I don't know who it is. But, uh, <laughs> we all know who it is. But other times, what if what is going to ease my his highly functional, highly analytical mind is actually that calm, mm-hmm. you know? And then knowing what to choose. Yeah. Yeah. And what to choose when. Yeah. I think it's important. That's the discernment piece too, right? Discerning. Discerning. Are we gonna can, do can I ask one more discerning question yeah. on discernment and then we can move on to the next one? Yep. The next one. <laughs> on to the next one. Here we so go. Next, yeah. There's <laughs> Let's no go. shortage. Um just like speaking about curiosity, like sometimes like I use personal hacks that will like take me into a, a like a state of curiosity. And I'm just wondering for you guys, uh, what was a time in your life or a place where you were most open or curious? Is it on my living room floor? <laughs> <laughs> Potentially. Do, do tell. <laughs> when? When? <laughs> um, I think that, I think, I don't think it's gone. I think it's it's steady for me. But I think as I came out of the lower, mm-hmm. I'll call it my low point, mm-hmm. um, the only way I could describe the way I was feeling was I felt like I was 15 again. Mm-hmm. Like I felt, mm-hmm. I felt more like I, I played a lot of music through my life and it was something I, I wasn't even listening to music anymore, which is crazy. And all of a sudden I'm like not getting out of the car cause there's a couple of great songs on and like music sounded good. Like right. Food tasted good again. Like everything opened up so much that it was like, a um, like I gave in to curiosity again, you know, and it was okay not to know things and all of these things that were, were, were had been bogged down and clouded down inside me. Um, and I think that to a degree that's like kind of stayed constant now for a while, which is, I hope the goal mm-hmm. and hope there's some more like, no way, I don't want high peaks and waves again, but I kind of do. I kind of, you know, I want this to continue in that way. Um, so I'd say that, you know, for me, it's, it's just kind of coming back to feeling like myself and mm-hmm. having that childlike curiosity. I was thinking about, um, that as it relates to, you know, where we go into an immersion where it's like mostly work or effort or conversation deep inquiry so you're in it and we support it with like yoga and walks and unbelievable food versus when we go into like an experience where like I said we take something that's magical and mystical and like crossing a glacier or like walking through the great prairie rainforest or like flying up to the Chilcotins and then we make sure that that's all held with meaningful and mindful inquiry but the I think the expansiveness, like when we were crossing that glacier, and do you remember as yeah. the cr- oh, yeah. crevasses were so big, and and then we were on these different peaks, and out of the I think there was all together nine of us or yeah, whatever, somewhere. seven, nine or eight it's guys, six and, eight. and two guys, yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And um, every one of us had a moment of difficulty, a moment of joy there was such support for each other. So even the curiosity of your own fear mm-hmm. and, you know, one guy had it on the peak, one guy had it on the crevasses. You had it on the Repel- rappelling down. Repel, yeah. Mine was as I was supposed to climb up, remember? And I was on we that were, little, you and like, I were sitting on the ledge. Yeah. And I was like, 
when I can't get up, I'm gonna crawl over to the She's because. Like, I think you said, is it okay if I crawl? Like, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Seems safe. I've been lying here in frog on this rock for the last hour. And now I'm supposed to get up on this, like, you know, I don't know what it was like, four foot ledge. And and I, I, all of us had that moment, but those expansive moments where we can just be in, we can't be in our heads. Yeah. We are just fully embodied, you know? I think it's doing physical things to get there is easy and like i don't know for me and i think a lot of people i spend time with a bit of a crutch to getting there right like oh let's go ski this or let's go do this and let's put ourselves in a situation where you have to be wholly present and in that moment i think that's actually what a lot of people in those that are really into those sports are getting now to get there without being physical that's terrifying yeah that's hard which i've seen you do yeah yeah yeah. so many times it's funny because with all this idea of peak experience you know um whether that is you know cold punches or breath or uh, or plant medicines or um you know sauna um is we we go into peak experience so we can be in that moment of mystery and awe and wonderment i think and also we so we can learn how to have gone to our edges of discomfort and still be okay Mm. but even that is when i get people i call them like peak experience junkies it is to all of this is only to come back to Mm -hmm. so that in those other tough times that don't have the same pleasure or adventure around them we can be in equanimity and you've said that that's where you started you know in a day like today, the coffee not being made right, like you not being able to put the coffee on right would have driven you crazy. And now yeah. you're like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> what are the options? You know, so. Nothing really bothers me right now. No. It's very yeah. strange. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, that's, that is, uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. Curiosity. I mean, I also think you have a puppy. I think you're in curiosity when you're like with your, even though it's a bit of a nutty dog. <laughs> but, I prefer unique. But. <laughs> yeah. With kids. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. They live in curiosity. They live in curiosity and you can't does, help but be curious. Yeah. Does that rub off on you? I think it. it when you're not tired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you're like full, when I'm fully present with them and I'm trying to see the world through their eyes, 100%. Or That's awesome. if I like get into like a play state with them. Yeah. Where I'm joining in their experience, for sure. Or, or when they're doing things for the first time, like Finn's learning how to ice skate right now. So, like, so uh, cool. I, yeah. I get to like relive that experience through. Rediscover. Rediscover through you know, mm. his activities yeah what about you Dan? yeah it's, about you? it's brilliant for sure i think uh they like how you said you kind of come back to this 15 year old version of yourself mm-hmm. like you you can allow yourself very quickly to just become a kid again yeah in in their presence because it is it's so immediate and they're so present and it is often uh the, you don't have to guess their emotions right and so it can be challenging because they, they live what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. And so in, in I think my greatest learning um, and my greatest growth has been staying calm and present in when they are when they are not being regulated, which totally. isn't very often, to be honest. Like it isn't very often, but, but they're, in kids. Those mo- they're kids. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. We, I think it's crazy that our expectation of kids that we don't impose on ourselves. <laughs> it's, it is wild. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah. Um, I think you guys should each 
choose a okay. contemplation okay. and then tell yes, me Yes, put them I... on the spot, Jude. Oh, you too. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, okay. okay, okay, okay. So this is the poetry. The so here's what me. I would do if I were in your shoes. Okay. I would read out the poetry. You can take a look at the back, but don't read, read the back out. And then mm-hmm. say what resonated for you. Okay. Should we read it out loud? I'm gonna, ah, I'll start. To. Otherwise, start. it makes no sense. <laughs> just, just sit here quietly. Who's the host here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. I'll take us off. Cool and singing. The world you see is just a movie in your mind. Rocks, don't see it. Bless and sit down. Forgive and forget. Practice kindness all day to everybody. And you will realize you're already in heaven now. That's the story. That's the message. Nobody understands it. Nobody listens. They're all running around like chickens with heads cut off. I will try to teach it, but it will be in vain. Why I'll end up back while I end up in a shack praying and being cool and singing by my wood stove, making pancakes mm. from the legendary Jack Kerouac. <laughs> nice. Nice pull. And if you yeah. flip it over, yeah. you don't need to read that out. Okay. But just have a little breeze over that. And then what lands for you when you read that poem? Yeah. Well, I think the I think the immediate... The immediate line that really resonates with me is the practice kindness all day to everybody and you will realize you're already in heaven now. Mm. Yeah. That's the story. Yeah. yeah, you're already in heaven now. That's the thing. I, like the line of work that I, I, one of the lines of work that I dabble in is, is uh, mm. like in, in church life. Mm. So I wear like a pastoral hat mm-hmm. and have for a number of years and you know, Zach always tries to make me sound cooler than I am by saying like I'm a rebel, a rebel pastor or whatever. Oh, cool, cool pastor. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't think I have enough tattoos or any tattoos for that matter to be to be cool enough. But uh, the idea of going somewhere else, like waiting, waiting for this life to go somewhere else to experience like transcendence and beauty and all that, I've always been like, that's so stupid. That's not the point. The mm-hmm. point is this now. here and now, like this moment, right now. This is the point, and I. I I'm someone who, you know, even before I found my way into like conventional kind of like belief in Christianity, I was always very curious about the person of Jesus and these stories that are told about him are sometimes divorced from the reality of like what he actually did and stood for. And it was always immediate and always present. Pure presence. Yeah. And so regardless of what, what we think about that story, uh, I've always known, like at the deepest core of who I am, that it's this. This is what matters. And so for me, that's the, that's the line that I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Kindness yeah. and love and generosity and space to everyone all day. All day long. That's it. That's yeah. it, man. Yeah. It's all love. I love that. Well, nicely done. Love that. Yeah. yeah. What about for you? What have you got here? Yeah, just, just thinking about Dean's one quickly there. Like one, one thing that Dean and I talk about sometimes yeah. is like the ripple effect or the positive trail. And mm-hmm. when I'm like intentional or embodied, like just walking with kindness and like making eye contact with a stranger and smiling at them and seeing them smile back. Or if a stranger smiles at me and it like shifts my mood, it's like amazing when you like are in kindness 
like the ripple effect that that can have. Totally. Yeah. Like if you can make one person smile and that person makes another person smile, all of a sudden you've got this like this wave of positivity and like that yeah. can shift things for communities, you know? Mm, Ultimate sure. connectivity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What have you got there? Okay. Um, I, I took a sneak at the back already and I already like what's back. You already know. I haven't read the front. So yeah. I don't actually know what it's about, but I I've like, already made up my mind about the back. But that's okay. <laughs> it just says on the back, what garden should you be planting? And I love like, Ooh, yeah, planting. Oh, this was a good stuff. one for you. you. So grow relationships from braiding sweetgrass. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah. Which is so funny. I bought this book, you know, when it came out and I have, haven't read it it's like on my bookshelf oh. staring at me and everyone's like that's one of the best books i've read so i think this is like a our little gentle reminder yeah. gentle yeah. Nudge. That, yeah. uh, maybe it's time to crack that cover okay so people often ask me what one thing i would recommend to restore relationship between land and people my answer is almost always plant a garden it's good for the health of the earth and it's good for the health of the people a garden is a nursery for nurturing connection, the soil for cultivation of practical reverence, and its power goes far beyond the garden gate. Once you develop a relationship with a little patch of earth, it becomes a seed itself. Something essential happens in a vegetable garden. It's a place where if you can't say I love you out loud, you can say it in seed you can say it in seeds, and the <laughs> land will reciprocate in beans. Nice. That is perfect for you. Oh gosh, <laughs> this is what I love about that. You can never like it. Just, it it happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> happens yeah. no matter. You can't plan it. It just yeah. happens. Yeah. And what what resonated? Oh, I just think the whole. Thing. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I just think it's so beautiful. Like I've always, since I was a kid, my mom was you know she's a big gardener. Um, I always was energetically connected to the work she was doing in yeah. the garden. Wanted to spend time there because it made me feel good. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think, um, you know, speaking uh, to the garden symbolically to bigger things, like I think that is the garden's like the truest artist, you know, it's the creator. You put a seed in and, and like, like uh, it says here, you know, you plant a seed and something grows and you can experience that growth and that miracle. I think it's like extremely grounding and just experiencing miracle allows for possibility you know it's actually what you talked about yeah. earlier yes it's you call it a ripple yeah when you you when you smile at someone when you have a moment with someone you just plant a seed yes and then as many years saying that i was thinking this morning i was driving um on, in downtown vancouver at the, on nelson on one of the roads that's one way and as on the phone like on the car phone i'm yes. like yeah over not holding it and um and somebody was coming towards me. <laughs> like they were going the wrong way. Oh, dear. oh wow. Like, and they were getting closer and closer and closer. And I had nowhere to go. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, I was on the phone. I was like, whoop, someone's coming at me. <laughs> and then I just looked at the guy and I started laughing. And yeah. he started laughing. And I thought, yeah, this is just funny. Yeah. 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 And sure, there's a moment where you're like, oh my goodness, I want to say something to you, but you have just seen me making you feel bad now. It's not going to be helpful. Yeah. So yeah, so I love that the ripple is a seed. You're, yeah. That's all yeah. you're doing. You're planting a seed and, and yeah. seeing where it grows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really connect with that like on an idea base, and we talked about that at the beginning of the podcast, but I think 
that's one of our goals is just to have conversations that plant seeds and, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. and see where they grow. Like maybe they don't grow. Maybe there's a drought. Maybe they grow in ways that you didn't intend or imagine. Totally. Um, but um, going back to that idea of possibility, I think when you're connected to the idea of the gardener, like uh, so much is, is possible. Oh, mm. man, for sure. So many lessons. What do you got, buddy? All right. Um, I need to read this book, by the way, because that was so <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I have a feeling that book's getting read now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have a Mary Oliver poem Ooh. from When Death Comes. When it's over, I want to say all my life, I was a bride married to amazement. I was the bridegroom taking the world into my arms. When it's over, I don't want to wonder if I have made of my life something particular and real. I don't want to find myself sighing and frightened or full of argument. I don't want to end up simply having visited this world. Mm. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. 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 But... I, I mean, just the line of, uh, I was a bride married to amazement. Yeah. It goes back to the conversation we just had for a little while. It's, yeah. it's if nothing else, um, if you can do nothing else while you're here, I think that, you know, that's, an, that's, that's enough. That's, that's it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And that leads, that leads to all other sorts of good things. So good. Um, okay. If I do one. Yeah. I was gonna say, you gotta, yeah. you gotta pull one too. Yeah. 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 Um, This is uh, Emma Goldman, and it's Lead with Love. If love does not know how to give and take without restrictions, it is not love, but a transaction that never fails to lay stress on a plus and a minus. I'm going to read it again. If love does not know how to give and take without restrictions, it is not love, but a transaction that never fails to lay stress on a plus and a minus. And it talks about love and... I think I spend a fair bit of time talking about love. <laughs> um, but I, the consideration on the back says, where is it time to give without any thought of receiving? Where is it time to give any thought of without any thought of receiving? And I've been playing with this notion lately of each interaction that I have with anybody, whether it be my grandkids or um Warren or, or Zach or Dean or or somebody who's made me dinner that it's whole and complete in itself that nothing gets to move on to the ledger to a different place in time mm-hmm. and um, and I think that we we say loving unconditionally so very much and when we sit on ourselves it does have condition um, and, and we've talked about this about partnership whether it's intimate partnership or business partnership it's like you know uh, like I will love you forever unless you don't love me and then I don't love you as much (gasps) or unless you love someone else then I really don't love you as much you know (laughs) so but this idea that can we or I love you my kid as long as you act in a way that doesn't embarrass me um I love you you know parent um as long as you um support me in the way that I need to be supported so this transactional nature um, and so really have been giving pause to both giving and receiving so for me the giving without um, hesitation without condition is actually not super difficult Um, the idea of receiving and not thinking that that then I have to give back to that receiving letting it be full and complete in that moment in that interaction has been something I've been really considering Mm -hmm. because I actually think that lets 
everyone off the hook. So I'm prepared to receive what you give me as whole and complete. I'm not even going to think that there's a transaction around that unless it's an implied term, unless we actually give give language right. to that a transaction. So uh, yeah, think about that. Of I, I I think about that in intimate relationships of how how it is that we make sure we go to bed every night thinking that day is whole and complete and not pulling anything into the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, I you gave me this or you didn't do this or you did do this and so now I'm going to pull it over and mark it on for <laughs> next day. <laughs> yeah. You know, next day. Yeah, so uh, an important one. And, and where do I think right now that um, I, I should just give without receiving? Um feel pretty complete in that to be honest with you but um i guess the then the short answer is i should always be in awareness of it i should always be in awareness of it and that doesn't mean not um discerning you know and it doesn't mean not even defining or expressing where i where i'm at and what's important to me and what i'm up for or not up for up or able for or not Mm -hmm. but it does mean that um leaving that interaction as whole and complete exactly as it was yeah you've done this before (laughs) (laughs) good answer yeah Yeah. Um, i mean the my the gift i get you know we talked about this before with this thing called an artifact this thing called consider is it's not mine and warren's the one who's always like how's my book doing (laughs) i mean it's the first book i'm in i feel like it's my book right yeah but it's everyone's you know, yeah. like I, I open this up and I go, oh, like, first of all, it's uh, for me it, and, you know, Carter Hales, thank you. It's this, um, you know, beauty. I love beauty. Mm-hmm. I love beauty. And the, I, the idea of that, I think we like put art in a, in a vertical over here and business in a vertical here and poetry over here. And what we're starting to learn by beautiful um, teachers like David White, who brings poetry into, um, you know, business and and others is that we actually expand our mind when we bring all of it in. We yeah. don't sit in a linear totally. vertical of it. And so that was important on this, but I, you know, I look at the cover and it's, you know, Juno Kim. Mm-hmm. And then I open it up and, you know, there's Sean Carter's work or, or there's Jeremy Kraski's work. And then I go in and there's the stories of Warren and there's the stories of Matt and, and I look at the poems that, you know, people have written and I look at that there's these hands and there's so many hands touch this, mm-hmm. you know, 500 hands touch this. In the experience of going through it has that feeling to it. Like every time I pick it up and pick it up frequently, it's never the same experience twice, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. It's not a book. I, and I sometimes call it that by mistake because it's, I know, I'm sorry, but it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's a conversation starter. It's, um, it's, um, it's a, a ton of people in, in one thing and, and, and that kind of, it's like everybody in it. Yeah. 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 And the gift I got, um, besides, you know, these human beings in my life that I honestly go to bed at night and, and can't believe that I get to spend time with the people I get to spend time with is is the vulnerability of conversation and the expense of this so when you say you know you're good at this I, yeah for <laughs> sure I, I curated this but every time I get off a conversation that's usually a conversation of other I have to sit in myself for a second and think how's that showing up for me mm-hmm. where might that where I'm where might I need to consider that today mm-hmm. 
you know, where is that that I might not be in my own awareness? Right. So honestly, sometimes at the end of the day, I'm wrung out of considering. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm also so darn blessed. So, yeah. And I think in immersion, you know, you immerse over the dinner table with your partner right now. You guys pull out cards to create yeah. conversation. I think, um, you know, maybe these cards are helpful. Maybe they're not. But I think we don't even need a piece of poetry in front of us or reading. We just go into curiosity mm-hmm. and yeah. inquiry. And not just that, like, jackhammer. I'm going to jackhammer someone with curiosity so I can distract from my own self-inquiry. It is a reciprocal. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I do that all the time. That is a thing. It's a, hot, it's a very that hot is a move. Thing. I remember. Let's talk about you. Yeah. yeah, no. And, you know, and, and also we get accolades for that. Oh, yes. you're so curious. You ask such yeah. good questions. Oh, yeah, because I'm freaking distracting from myself. myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but where is it that we start a conversation? Um, and I and I try uh, where it's appropriate without being about me to be like, yeah, I've done that when I was in that place. You know, I've been I often say I've been thinking about this idea. What do you think? You know, where where are you at with that? Because mm-hmm. I've only got my idea. Yeah, I've only got my I, idea. I think the the guiding nature of the cards is a great way to like break into it with someone where maybe your relationship hasn't whatever is a. a intimate or friendship or whatever it is business relationship where you haven't gone through that conversation like that type of conversation before yeah and it's kind of to launch into it from one side the other one's like whoa hold on buddy like, <laughs> why are you making up this stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> totally um but to have the card and and it's so funny because whenever i pull them with people so often they're like oh this, and we just did it right there it's like well that one's perfect for you <laughs> it's, like, it's always perfect for you because most of them apply to everybody in a beautiful way right yeah. but they do seem to land in the right hands at the right yeah, moment it's interesting. Yeah, it's you know very they cool. do I, sometimes even when i'm using you know i have like a little stack if I'm going into an experience or a, a moment where maybe we're doing some self-inquiry and, and maybe I'm being asked to guide is I sort of pull a book and everybody thinks I've spent days, you know, combing through and I'm like, yeah, source, get me there, source, <laughs> let me pull, you know, and I open it and I'm like, oh, mind boggling. How did this work out? Yeah, totally. And, you know, sure enough, I look up into whoever's around the table and I'm like, Ah, because you, you were there. That. Of course it yeah. came because yeah. you're here. Of course yeah. it came. Yeah. So I think when we have trust in um, that everything is an offering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? Trust, surrender, intention, like it'll, it'll get you there. Like that's the, when you show up with those things, good stuff happens. And I mean, we could pull these cards next week. And it would be hundred percent something, something di- totally, totally different. But totally this is different. What's resonating now? Like I said, songs. Totally. You know, when you're going through like an emotional moment, a breakup, or a death, or a birth, and you hear a song you've heard before a million times, and all of a sudden it's like, this song is for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like you're you're hearing it for the first time, even though it's been it, yes. hundreds of times. And um, is yeah. that not you know what you know? I live in Whistler. That is my experience on the Sea to Sky. Every time, oh, yeah, totally. I look over to those Tantalus range, and I'm like, "What? What? <laughs> what?" Honestly, every time I drive it, we'll be driving along, and it, it, you know, I'll look at my wife, and we'll be driving. And I'm like, "Babe, like, look at where we live." Yeah, and it's like it's almost now. It's just it's expected, 
but it doesn't lose any of the potency for me. Or we'll go, go hike uh, Grouse Grind or something. We get to the top of it and you're just like gassed and whatever because it's not a beautiful yeah. no, hike. hike yeah. But then but you then look top. out and you're like, look at this. Like, look at where we are but right now. It's, it's funny you say that. On the, on, on the weekend coming back, I spend my weekends in Whistler all through the winter. And I stopped at the Tantalus pullout lookout and just like sat and looked. And then I got back in my car and drove and I called a friend called. He's like, oh, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I just stopped. I was just staring at the town. He's like, you drive that road like four times a week. I was you like, I to. just had to stop. Man. It was whether I had to stop. Yeah. It's a, I it's know. a special place. They were so beautifully frosted. Yeah. Like, you know, it was like someone had taken the icing and just, oh no, every, perfect. and so that's it. And you know, I, when I wake up, there's a tree on the horizon and I've seen that tree you know, every day or most of the days for six years. And that tree doesn't stop being incredible. It's just, yeah. you know, you're like, what? Yeah, there it is. So, yeah. you know, back to your your uh, contemplation there, your mm -hmm. uh, reading was, is that. It's all here. It's all here. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah, what, do you, yeah. what do you think, host, host Judy? Should we? Yeah, uh, well, you know how we should close? That, let me know. <laughs> I, I know. think. <laughs> yeah. A with word a word and, and number. number. <laughs> yeah. What is oh, your... Oh, we'll check it. Yeah, a little yeah. check it. And we have to ask Warren or maybe we can do a little rapid fire and throw our closing question. Oh, perfect. Rapid fire and then we'll close with the word and number and then we'll do a deep breath in and okay. let it out. And let it be. Love yeah. It. Okay. okay, what's the rapid fire questions? Do we just it. like to like, you know, how we're talking yeah, yeah. about having lightness and, yeah, yeah. and whatnot. We like to close. That's such a pleasant with... experience so far. You just want to really <laughs> hammer it home before we leave. Yeah. All we right, let's... deep, serious questions. For, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is the meaning of Netflix? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. <laughs> we always like to just like, you know, have some, ran we call it random fire. Sometimes we call it rapid fire. Just some yeah. like points of curiosity. Cool. So that uh, for those that may have enjoyed this conversation, you know, they can maybe find some things that have influenced or inspired you and bring that into their lives. Awesome. So they're usually fun, silly questions. And Judy, you can hop in too. Okay, do it. All right. Do you know you want to... I'll kick us off. Kick us All off. Right. Okay, so some of these are... Give us a recommendation. Some of them are like scenarios. This is a scenario yeah. one. So there's... However you imagine it, there's a moment where you are called to do something brave. And you can feel the palpable fear, you know, the lump in your throat. But you know that you have to act. What's your first move? Probably hold my breath and move forward into action. Right on. Yeah, mine would be exhale. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I'm going to breathe and move I'm going to breathe out. Yeah. And then I'm going to move. No, gonna, yeah. yeah. I hope so. I hope that's what it is. Yeah. 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 When someone's driving at you. And yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to, I'm probably going to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I go you to laughter laugh. as quickly yeah. as I can. And, and sometimes somewhat inappropriately. <laughs> funny how that's like a default thing. I do that too. Like, I know. I laugh at inappropriate things. Oh, I know. Just, <laughs> so it's like a nervous laughter or something. There you go. For me, oh, I don't know. I was, it's funny just thinking about this. I, I was here, here listening to somebody talk about like fight or flight yeah. and they're saying like there's another option. It's fight, fight or freeze. 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 Right. Yeah. I don't know if I'd freeze, but I would, I'd probably go into action. Yeah. If that's a catalyst for possibility going back to that. Our conversation. That conversation today yeah. and always. Yeah. Action. Mm-hmm. Measured action, measured thoughtful action. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe smile. Yeah. <laughs> smile and laugh. Yeah. yeah. You got one? All right. Um, what's something, what's like a documentary or a TV show that is lighting you up right now? Oh. Open conversation to the table. Ooh, 
Are we supposed to make it sound all smart? Because mine is not smart. <laughs> I can't wait for this, Jude. <laughs> you go first. Uh, <laughs> any, anything by uh, by Jimmy Chin and, and his oh. wife, Shai. If I you, don't know I'd, how far it's I'm not sure to say her last name, but I'm, I've, I think I've seen most of them. And yeah. then the new one by Max Lowe, I'm waiting on. I just watched 14 Peaks. Yeah. Oh, 14. Like, that was amazing. That's like my favorite movie of all time now. So I just amazing. Found out you, I just found out you can hire him to take you up a peak. And I was like, oh, financial but we've got ruin. Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Ross Ross can come. We've got Ross. Yeah. <laughs> Why would yeah, we? That was, yeah. yeah. We've Did got you Ross see The Rescue? Cultists. No. The Rescue is about the Thai soccer team that gets trapped in the cage. It's oh, National Geographic's yeah. and Jimmy Chin, I think, maybe produced. I don't know. Don't quote me on this. Yeah, but yeah. he's involved. And it is... So good. Unbelievable. What about the Alpinist? Have you guys seen that? Yes. Oh my, I just watched it like two so nights ago. So good. Your backyard, right? Yes. Yeah. And I didn't know the ending. I yeah. Was like, either. I was like watching. I was like, we gotta get this guy on the podcast. I was totally. texting a friend who I knew knew him. Was like, this guy's amazing. He's like, yeah. Then the movie I was like, no. He's like, keep watching. I was oh like, man. Ooh, yeah. No. Unbelievable. 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 That was that was a good one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. all of those ones, all the free solos, free yeah. solo, oh, all Mer- the, all Meru, the like ones. yeah. I feel like the Alpinist made like free solo look like it was. I know, right? I know. I know. When Alex was- Honnold calls you brave, it's a little scary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. one toke no. over the line, as they say. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. All right. What about you, Judy? What's, what oh, okay, this is so embarrassing. Well, <laughs> the, this is like so embarrassing. I get to the end of the day yeah. and I have to not watch it much, yeah. to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. There is a series out right now that is full of profanity yeah, yeah, yes. and horribleness. It's called uh, The Great okay. and it's um, a satire on Catherine the Great. Oh. And it's, but the what I love about it is um, it's, uh, so it's one of those period pieces where Everything is in period in terms of the costumes, but they're speaking like, you know, these ones have, all have British accents. And there's a very diverse, racially diverse character um, cast. So it's cool. So it's sort of like that, you know, are we now or are we then? Um, and um, I think it's Elle Fanning is in it. I don't, I don't really know, but she's like beautiful and the costumes are amazing. And I kind of love this story of Catherine the Great, even though underneath the thing it says... Um, a sometimes true story because they've taken <laughs> so much liberty. Yeah, I love that. But I think what really, um, why I was semi like addicted to it was simply that, um, and it's actually so shocking that I did too because it has like a little bit of kind of bathroom humor in it, which is not my jam, but is um, it was so beautifully done. The music was amazing. The costumes were amazing. And this idea of the Russian high court and what that looked like as opposed to a UK high court. So that was like my thing. I just finished, which I know. You know what? You said it was going to be embarrassing. If you had said like the real housewives of Atlanta, I, I swear waiting. to God, oh, I would have blacked out. I would have just fainted right on. Right. I would have no. broke your microphone. But the, <laughs> what's been stirring me is the, the book I shared. That's what's been stirring yeah, me right yeah, now. Cool. It's totally been stirring me. Any books on your uh, coffee table there, Warren? Yeah. I'm reading, well, yeah, <laughs> my, I'm my own book. Um, <laughs> my own book, I'll consider. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm currently reading about the Sackler dynasty, oh. Purdue Pharma, and uh, Oxycontin. Interesting. That's, okay. That's pretty gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a, uh, it's, it's not a bright read. It's a pretty dark, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's essentially the start of the opioid epidemic. Right. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's really heavy, wow. but it's good. 
Say that again. Like, I just want to write it down. Uh, it's about the Sackler family. I called it. I think it's called uh, something of evil. Um, you have to look. Have Dynasty to look. of evil. Something <laughs> we'll, like we'll, that. we'll put it in the show notes. Okay, perfect. Okay, I got. I got one more. Dynasty of Pain? Empire Dynasty. Whatever. Wherever it's very painful. A lot of pain. A lot of pain and evilness. The secret history of the Sackler dynasty. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. Wow. Sheesh. Okay, what is something hard Mm. that you would like to explore? That you perceive as hard? Uh, podcast um, done (laughs) whatever G's gonna ask me to do next exactly Um, honestly it's like a pretty basic one but um, the only time I do yoga is exclusively with Judy and often Randell who joins her I joke she's my private yoga instructor (laughs) and I refuse out of loyalty to do it with anyone else but this body needs some stretching so yeah yeah. and I don't really have any desire to do it but I know I need to so I think I'm going to go for that. Nice. Cool. That's a that's good one. That's my answer one. right now. At least. Good You're going to follow suit. That's like I said, that's kind of what's happening this slow year. Brew. Yeah. Slow brew. Yeah. 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 Slow <laughs> brew of uh, stretching and uh, apparently in candlelight if you're <laughs> the, the, our other guy here. Um, right now, um, I think I do. I have a desire. M- mine would be about physicalness right now mm-hmm. because I'm, I, I'm so in... Um, in conversation around other, I feel like I get pulled all the time. Um, and I think we, we did a bit, I did a bit of climbing this year, but yeah. if I could, uh, if I could immerse myself in like four days of climbing or five days of climbing, cool. I'd be really, uh, the mountaineering part, I think I do pretty well at the climbing. You know, I pulled off some good ones this year. I got to one, uh, we have a mutual friend and somebody from community Ross, yes. uh, who owns Altus, uh, guides. And he, um, he took me to, it was my third climb only, and uh, we went to the apron on um, the chief, and he took a long time to go up and, like, get everything ready, and I saw him, like, climb down and then climb back up, and then, you know, I, like, literally, and I'm at the end of my day, so I've, like, been on the phone since six, and we're meeting at four, and I'm just, like, fucking going up, 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 and then I look at him, and I go, why did you come back down and go up again? Did you not remember this one? And he's like, well, this is like a year three climb. <laughs> you know? Oh, he's like, but I do have a cheese board. <laughs> and I was like, he, he I'm did nice give you charcuterie he, on top he, of the He did give me a charcuterie yeah. and cheese on. Yeah, what a play. But yeah, so no, that would be it right now. I have okay. like, yeah, a desire towards that for cool. sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very cool. What about you guys? Does it say anything for you, Dean? Ooh. Something hard? I think for me, it's like, it's... Uh, the physical like running I love to run and last year we put up some really good numbers like early in the year we we're kind of joking we we're like oh man we haven't really run that much and it's been difficult and last year I was like I think I'm going to try to run like an ultra distance mm-hmm. and it just wasn't it just wasn't in the cards for for a number of reasons um but I really was thinking I was thinking actually about it last night and I was like I feel like I need to do this mm. and my fear of it is just like how hard how hard it's gonna be yeah you gotta uh, get it in the calendar yeah exactly sign up for the race and work backwards and that's part of what what uh, stopped me from last year is a bunch of them were still kind of canceled or on yeah. hiatus and i was like well i just don't want to sign up for something that's not going to go again 
So. I don't. <laughs> that was a funny one. You know yeah, that how yeah. funny that sounded. Yeah. I don't want to do something that I really want to do unless I actually can race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not being goal oriented or outcome oriented. Not at all. Attached I'm not enjoying the, the presence of the process. <laughs> yeah, it's not the journey. It's not the journey. It's outcome. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah. So that's probably it. It would yeah. probably be something like that. Let's do it, Dan. I'll come with you. Okay. Let's do it next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pain. so funny. That's how I met Ross. We went, I was going for a run out with a mutual friend, Andrea Lawson. Yeah. We were doing like a long run, longer than I usually run. It was a 30 kilometer run. Wow. And Man. Ross was there. And that was my, so we had 30 kilometers of running to. With Ross. Was it, during Ross. The, was it the race? Sky pilot? No, it was, it oh. was just, um, we signed up for the virtual seaweeds and we decided oh, to cool. make it like a trail run. So we did like a Haynes Valley up the back of Grouse yeah. and then back. And uh, and Ross joined too. And Ross joined us, so that was my yeah my first uh, meeting of yeah. Of, of well, Ross. he's a pleasure and an incredible guide. He's, he's an incredible he's guide. A, he's a legend. And he just banged out thirty k's. Oh like, no 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 no! He like, took me on three peaks. Yeah. that took me three days. Yeah, and this was the trip before. Yeah, and he had just done that whole thing. Yeah. in twelve hours. Yeah, Amazing. in runners. Yeah, and yeah. I have like my crampon. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I did this last yeah. night. Got back at midnight. Yeah, I remember yeah. when we finished the climb, he's like, yeah, no, good. what did he do? Oh, now I'm going to go free diving. Yeah. We oh. do three days. We go across glaciers. We do three peaks. We're all like tired. He's like, I'm just oh, going to go free diving. Oh, on the pod. Uh, <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'll bring him on for immersion. Okay. He's hysterical yeah. in immersion. <laughs> that, would be a, that would be an awesome guest. Uh, yeah, Round I asked two. him if he had Round done two. any races because I had signed up for a, a, a long race. And yeah. he's like, oh, yeah. I was like, how'd it go? He's like, yeah, it didn't go bad. And I was like, well, tell me how you did. And he's like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, you know, I can look it up online. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, forget you, Google. He was like, oh, you came fourth. Yeah. He's oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, of well, course he did. Even on this run, this this long run we went on together, I was like, have you been running much? He's like, yeah, no. no I ran a bunch last year. And you're like, no, no problem no, running 30 honestly. kilometers. Like, we'd be walking across it's, these it's like different. little, yeah. we'd be, you know, I don't know how many tens of hundreds of feet up. Yeah. And he's like, all we're doing is walking. We're on these little tent. We're just walking and walking. I'm crawling. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was so good. So Anyways, funny. he's got a... I love his brain. Love All right, we'll get, him on. Yeah. we'll get him on. Okay, guys. Okay. Should we close? Close the question my... and then we'll do the okay. check-in. Okay, do, do it. it. Yeah, okay. So uh, we always ask our, our guests. We've asked Judy. Yeah, Judy so before. it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, we call the podcast A Little More Good because we believe in that. We want to do that. We want to see that in the world and make space for that and make invitation for people to ponder like what that means in their own lives. So Warren, what does A Little More Good mean to you? I think it's kind of like what I said earlier, but it's something my, my father said to me my entire life and it's kind of no matter what. And he was, he would always just tell me to treat people with love and kindness. And it was like his bit of a mantra for him. And he's that kind of guy. He's, he's an old hippie and yeah. there's still a lot of hippie in him. And that, you know, if everyone could just treat each other like that, it would save, it would save us a lot of headache. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that. Love and kindness. That's mm. I love that. Good way to end. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, Dad. I love it. Um, All right, Warren, Judy. Yeah, like why don't? Well, Zach, close with word and number. Word and number. Ooh, seven and curious. Five, mm. Five and grateful. 
I'm a nine and uh, relieved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I am a um, ten, and I am uh, blessed, blessed yeah. to be here. So let's all take a deep breath in. Let's let it go. <sighs> thank you guys. Yeah, thank Love you guys. being here. Thank, thank you, you, thank Judy. you. Thanks, thank you, Judy. Thanks, Warren. That was fun. All right. right. Ooh. Jinx. Yeah. There it is. You guys feeling immersed? It was an experience. That that was like I love when you have a conversation and kind of in in the midst of it you have this awareness of like, oh man, there's some there are some like key really good takeaways just for myself in there, right? Some of the things that Warren was saying, his experiences like resonated with me. Of course, Judy like she kind of just sprinkling knowledge and wisdom like yes. all throughout she's the she's the sprinkler you yeah. know just watering the all of the universal scene. garden yeah no it's so good and it, it's just such a cool opportunity there are people like judy that you you meet and maybe she's exceptional at it but it, it's kind of like uh she's very helpful in holding up a mirror through mm-hmm. conversation through the questions through you know the considerations she has obviously the the poems that were were randomly handed out that spoke to each one of us in such a mm-hmm. meaningful unique way but it really she facilitates that self-inquiry so well and so it's very cool to be able to do it and i hope that it translates yeah. for for you as a listener to be able to take something away and reflect even into your own self I think we found a new brother in Warren too. Yeah. He's one of us, Dean. It's so good. Yeah, I was looking at the two of you and I'm like, they actually like look like brothers. I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has nicer eyelashes than me, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, very handsome man, very handsome. But uh, yeah, yeah, I feel like it. I can't wait. To, uh, we were just chatting after the pod too, like uh, to get out for a run together. He's, yeah, he's talking about doing the West Coast Trail in one day. and So inspiring. Some like 100 kilometer runs. So I think we uh, we got to share the trail with Warren sometime. I soon. know. Head up there, head up there, and say hi to uh, say hi to G. Yeah, he's neighbors with uh, <laughs> podcast alumni Gian Pablico. Yeah, shout out. Maybe we'll see if we can get him to come running with us too. Gian, yeah, I heard he just does lunges around a track. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, I don't, how long Gian spent like months? He would literally do eight hundred meters, something, something, something like, that. like that, of lunges around uh, a track every yeah. single day. Yeah. No see on his Strava, eight hundred meters of lunges, yeah. five kilometers of lunges or whatever he's craziness he's up to. Well, yeah, we'll have to get we'll have to we'll have to get all the crew together. Yeah, Jan G- would be fun to have with Judy too. That'd be a good one. Let's, yeah, let's add that to the, to the docket. Put it out there. But yeah, we hope uh, we hope that you enjoyed that conversation. That it was a point of reflection for you. Maybe there's some levity in there and um, something to take away that could help you become just the more full version of, of who you are. Maybe highlight some things that you can you can detach from, let go of, and other ways that you can, you know, move into these spaces more more truly and fully as yourself. All right. And as always, uh, if you enjoyed that podcast, thank you for getting to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do appreciate it, and we are grateful if, uh, you know, you share this with a friend, a neighbor, a loved one, a parent, a brother, a sister child whatever it might be you know share share uh, a little more good if you can write a review click like subscribe but uh, it helps helps in a big way just helping us uh, share the message yeah all right until next time stay good
Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.